Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, Gorehounds? And welcome to another fabulous episode of the Goremore Podcast. I am your not so mean fluff master scream, Big Johnny D, bringing the shit show in. However, I do not bring the shit show in alone. For with me, as always, are my horror homies. And I need to switch you all fucking around. Hold on here. I'm throwing myself all off. Ooh, yeah, I can change it around. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. With me, as always, is my Dark Lord, that Chad Daddy, Mr. Chad Christman. What's up, bitches? We have the Duke of the Dead, Lord Scubacaba, the Dean of the Deceased, the Prince of the Paranormal, the Ghost Daddy. All that sexy shit. That's right, it's me, guys. Ha, babies. It's (laughs) me. And we have that lovable yet deadly killing machine. That giant meat mountain, Mr. Bobby Amone. Good afternoon. Fu- Jason's machete. Good afternoon, fuckers. I'd show you my meat, but he is uh, hanging low right now. Woo! All right. What's up, Heather? Apologize for looking low. I'm just trying I, to Heather. get ready to start sharing this mother liquor. I was just and doing that. Uh, so I'm going to do the same. I but, did the same. Y'all uh, chiming in. You could do that as well. That'd be great. We would love you for it and super help us out. Hell yeah. Share, share, share. Share the shit right. out of this. Always. So Share, to, and you get a free nude pic of all of us on your OnlyFans. What? Who's OnlyFans? All of ours. I don't have OnlyFans. Yes, you do. We yes, downloaded we do. it for you. you Nobody told know you. It. We can make a exactly. Gore one, I guess. There's we have an OnlyFans, and it's all fucking Photoshop photos of all of us. Yo, I'm fine. We should with that. totally do that. I <laughs> am fine with that. We'll get Gallo right on it, dude. We'll put them on payroll. The customers. Like, we, but like really, tell me what they want, and I make it happen. But like really badly photoshopped, like on a like a like an African American body or something. Yes. Like don't even try and make. And it it's not blackface because we're still this color, so it's fine. That's right. Our wieners oh, are just man. a lot bigger. Well, dude, Robo's <laughs> the in three the of chat. Us. What's up, Robo? Fuck! What's up, buddy? Oh my God, Robo! What up, Jesse? Heather? All right. I'd so today is. Uh, oh my God. June twelfth. Right. June 12, 2023. And well, we're continuing tradition of our uh, semi year long. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pixelated pics. You know it. It's going to be like old school dial up where you got to fucking wait for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna- and you know what? It's going to stop right at the fucking V. Right, <laughs> right, right at the good. Right at the point of the V where you're starting right. to see the bush. That's where right. it's like, what's up? No, first Nicole, of all, there's no, bu- there's no bush. There's no bush, so it's just top of shit. <laughs> no, but they're all '80s photos, though. So oh, oh. No, it just no, depends. It depends on what movie we're reviewing that week. No, no, they have to be Polaroid, so we have to shake them out. Uh, no, 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 no. It's all just us photoshopped on, onto Angela's body from Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> Done. Give me a couple more inches. Anyways, <laughs> it's gonna make me look small. I'm not doing that. Uh, <laughs> Before we talk about what the fuck we are here to talk about today, which is some delicious part six, Jason lives Friday thirteenth. Fuck it, a you know it, you love it, and if you don't know, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> We're gonna spoil some shit, I guess. You know, whoops. 
If you haven't seen the movie by now, yeah, dude. What are you doing with your Come on, yeah. There are no spoilers. If you haven't seen it, you suck. Continue, John. Anyways, before we even can talk about that, we need to talk about what the fuck we did in the past week or weekend, however you want to talk about that. So, Steve, if you could please, ladies and gentlemen of the Gordon Moore Podcast, it is now time for your. That was super deep. Ooh. Chad, daddy, you yes, want to start sir. us off, homie? Dude, I doing? didn't do jack shit this weekend. It was a pretty lazy weekend. I did finally start uh, Hogwarts Legacy. I'm a little late to the game because nice. I, I was letting the wife, you know, finish her playthrough first. You know, if she would sit downstairs and play it, I'd be up here watching the movie because I didn't want to get spoiled on it. Oh, that's fair. I still haven't beaten that fucking thing, dude. I got to go Me back either. to it. She's got a few more things to do, but she she beat the main story. And I gotta tell you, that's a really fun fucking game, dude. Right? It's so good. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like I w- so good. What? Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh, it was. Oh, it was. Oh, <laughs> Hold on. Good Thank catch, Heather. That. Good catch. Wow. Somebody's dyslexic today. Yeah. Somebody's dyslexic. What's up, Jordan? So what did I, yeah, I did that. Uh, mother-in-law came over yesterday. We did some work, you know, around the house. And then today I cleaned up in the basement today. Ooh, I just did that. <laughs> cleaned up the basement, huh? Yeah. Well, it's a work in progress. By the way, Scoobs, before you came here, we had an, we had an English discussion because uh, Big Johnny D thought there was supposed to be a colon between Friday yeah, the 13th and part and then another colon after part six. What? Yeah, I was all I was all messed up. <laughs> oh, so I had to give him an English lesson. But um, yeah, aside from that, I haven't really watched any movies. You know, anything. It's been pretty relaxed. And uh, I don't. I'm really happy to say, you know, I showed you guys the picture yesterday. My kids have really been into playing my Mortal Kombat uh, arcade machine. That was oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, I loved cool. seeing that. That was so cool. Well, I they decided they, over the weekend they started you know really getting into it and playing it. And I'm like, well, I have the ultimate mk3 guide somewhere and i thought it was in the basement but apparently i dug it up at some point and brought it up here with the hopes of showing them and i just kind of forgot about it so it took me a while to find it, and i brought it back down and my son's just like ecstatic he's just like reading it cover to cover <laughs> yesterday he's sitting there reading me like all the bios and who's uh who's really enemies with who and who's uh who killed who and like but anyway it's it, I'm, I'm glad to see him really excited about it so hopefully he'll want to play some of the other games later on. Yep. I have nice. the full it's funny because he, he said he has that. Uh, your mic's dead. I muted myself. So there I you go. Last time. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, ha- I have the uh, the MK trilogy pocket size book, right ah. there, which, is, which has basically all the same moves. But, Bro, you know, look, it's still got the old school Walmart sticker partially on there, man. Wow. Nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think I probably got mine from. I guess it would have been an electronics boutique back in the day instead of uh, GameStop now. EB oh, Games, man. baby. EB Games. I, I actually took this bitch to the arcade in back pocket, man. Like, this thing has actually ah, done tra- it, road travel on it. It did its that's job. Cool. Nice. It did. It really did, man. And once again, that's another thing that just doesn't exist. Dude, <laughs> no joke. <laughs> I, have, I have packed away somewhere in the basement the little... I don't know if you remember back when uh, MK2 came out and GamePro... I was, a it was either, it was either Game boy. Pro or Electronics Gaming Monthly had little guides. It was in two parts, and it gave yes. all the moves and fatalities. And I still have those somewhere. Nice. Fuck yeah, dude! Didn't they have a cards? Is that what it was? No, it was like a no, it was like, a, like a like a magazine almost. 
But it was EGM though, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, they always had the sickest cover art and shit back in the day, man. Dude, I loved EGM over fucking GamePro. Oh, absolutely. I don't know why. I just always loved that one more. Better articles. They actually had cheat codes and shit in there. There was a lot of different stuff, dude. Yeah. For sure. Awesome, man. Oh, let's see. I don't think anything else is new. So, uh, Lord Scuba Cabra, what's new with you, brother? I almost died this weekend and I regret <laughs> all of it. So I am not on summer vacation just yet, but my mind is on summer mode already. And so I don't work Fridays. My schedule is great. I work from eight to three, Monday through Thursday. So Thursday's my Friday. And coincidence, I work Thursday night. So we're having summertime theme parties at the bar, which we've never done before. And I was super excited. And the first nice. one was thrown to me, which I don't know why they made me do it. It was an R&B lovers and friends party. What the fuck do I know about R&B music? Well, let me tell you <laughs> what I know about R&B music. I know everything about R&B music because don't judge a book by its cover, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that the song by fucking Ludacris and Usher? Yes, it is. I was going to say, I was like, yes, I it is. So we so had you just a played that the whole time, right? It was just no, I didn't play it. I sang it, though. But there you it, was, go. it was like R&B hits all fucking night. Took me back to like my high school days when I was on the fucking phone trying to get in girls' pants, singing them fucking R&B songs and shit. <laughs> so, on girls in dude, middle school. And so no, I fucking, you know, this is, this is how I dress. I wear fucking jeans and a goddamn flannel 365 days out of the year. I decided, you know what? Since it's a theme party, I'm going to dress up. So I wore a nice black shirt tucked in with this nice vest and some black slacks. I looked fly as fuck, but I still wore my chucks because I don't give a fuck what I wear. <laughs> I'm wearing my goddamn chucks. So, yes, Tyler, I was reliving my glory days that night. And drinks just kept coming. They just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. And I am drinking them, having the time of my life. The bar's having a blast. I don't remember when I blacked out, but I blacked out. <laughs> and I still finished the night and it was a great fucking night and everybody would complimented me the next day my phone was blown up with people like man you were on point last night like you did so badass and I was like oh, thanks I don't remember <laughs> and you know I woke up and I was like man I feel, I feel okay I don't feel fucking horrible I probably should have thrown up last night but I didn't so I was like that's going to be a problem because when I drink a lot and I don't make myself puke that's when I get super sick the next day so 11 o'clock comes on Friday and the I literally just I feel like the life was just sucked out of me and I never not in a good way not in the girlfriend way <laughs> that's, in that's a way like sucked out, Johnny. A, like a demon just came and just yeah. was like me I've never felt that fucking hungover in my entire fucking life I couldn't keep anything down I couldn't keep anything in it was whoo whoo but it was a good night for everybody else. The next day I died. I was, I was, I felt so shitty. Okay. Cause I do work Friday nights. It was nine o'clock at night. I got up out of bed finally to go take a shower to get ready for work. As I'm standing in the shower, I start getting dizzy. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, this is bad. So I finished the shower. I go to throw my boxers on and immediately I'm like, oh, I got to puke. I'm not, I can't, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm still super hungover. I cannot fucking go to work. 
So I text the uh, the the other DJ that works at the day shift, and I was like, "Hey, bud, can you work a can you work a double? Like, I, I hate to do this to you, fifteen minutes, so I'm supposed to be in, but I feel like dog shit still. Like, I I probably fucking have alcohol poisoning, to be honest with you, man. And he didn't message me till like nine twenty nine. I live like a minute away from the bar, so I was good. I always I get there late. I do what I want, whatever. <laughs> so as I'm getting ready and I'm about to put my shoes on, he finally texts, yeah, go ahead and you can work my Sunday. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Thank you, baby Jesus. <laughs> so I slept. I've, I felt I even, I woke up Saturday and I still felt like shit. Went to work. I had to work a double cause he changed his mind and was like, Oh, well, can you work my early shift and just work a double on Saturday? And I was like, dude, I still feel like shit, but yes, I will. I will work for you. Went in, did, People were trying to buy me shots. I was like, get the fuck out of my face. I don't want <laughs> any fucking alcohol. I was in such a bad mood because just the smell of the alcohol was just fucking making me just. Urgh. Then Sunday came along and I still felt like shit on Sunday. And I told Mel, I was like, damn, like my stomach's still fucked up. And she's like, you think it's from the drinking? I'm like, yeah, I think I think 1000% is from the drinking. So I have come to the conclusion that I can no longer drink like I'm 20, Mm-mm. which I already knew, but. Fuck no, that doesn't work yeah. like that anymore. Yeah. And, and my weekend was just wasted because I didn't do anything. I didn't do my laundry. I didn't fucking. I mean, there, my, the pile of my laundry is right there. It's it's there. It's done. It's just not put up. And whoo. Yeah, no. So Mal had to baby me. It was it was bad. Charlie <laughs> Your <and> I, soul <laughs> died. <laughs> yes. My, Your she, soul said, fuck you. Test, my soul was like, nope. Even last night when we were watching Friday the 13th, I was still kind of like, cool. I made I made instant pot spaghetti for dinner so that Mel and I could watch it, and I ate like a little portion. I was like, I'm done. Like I was just so fucking. Welcome to middle age, buddy. It's not greasy food, man. Yeah, greasy food. Uh, Yeah, no, Uh, yeah, I couldn't. It was just bad. It was bad. So that's what I did this weekend, Bobby. Well, I did not get white girl wasted. (laughs) (laughs) I was beyond white girl. No, you were white girl. I was like, you were white girl blackout. I was I was beyond that. And what is beyond white girl wasted is my Mexican ancestor wasted. That's how white wasted girl wasted is fun, though, because that's just when you're at the woo stage where everything's just. Whee! Yeah, <laughs> you start slapping about signs 1130. And shit, dude, and jumping over. That was probably shit. from like 1130 to one or to 1145 that my white girl wasted happened. And then after that, it was just that. I, I remember. Nice. I remember. All right. So then, I guess that. I'm the one who did get white girl wasted, but that wasn't until Saturday. But I'll get to that. <laughs> in a second. Uh, so Friday, uh, I went to my uh, my town, bought back their uh, their town fair finally after three years. Nice. So we were there. We went and had food. We you know had food, walking around, playing games with uh, my girlfriend and a few friends of ours. That's literally what we did Friday night. Saturday. Now, on the other hand. It was a wonderful day. Uh, me and my girlfriend went to New York to go hang out with a couple friends of ours and to attend Ghostbusters Day yeah, at the did. fire at, at the firehouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where they shot bitch. the original and mm. the second one. Did they um, let you? Get, but did they have anything inside? Because all the shots I saw you take were outside. You were not allowed to go inside. It's still an active fire station. Uh, well, so. yeah. So the the whole thing actually starts at twelve. We actually got there at three, so we caught the tail end of it, which. We were kind of wanting to do anyway. We we didn't know what to did you expect. Get to see the, did you get to see the Alessi brothers? No, they uh, were perform? they left. They weren't well, there what long. The fuck, man. Hey, hey, hey! If it ain't You're no like, offense, no offense to anybody here, but if it ain't the Ghostbusters themselves, I'm kind of like okay. 
Somebody was like, wait, dude, they're called somebody wants the Lussy Brothers to play in the last 40 years. Fucking bring them out, dude. <laughs> Listen, if it was like Ernie Hudson there, I'd be like, honey, we're going there right after we get off the train. Tell them to meet us there. But you know. So but uh we went it was cool. I, I you know how many, I've actually been down that way for deliveries, never went past it once. Oh no. So, so for me to be like, oh shit, this is actually it, but you can like still see inside. Yeah, it's it's what it looked like. I mean, in '84 because they had to build the set to replicate it. It's exactly what it looks like. Nice. Um, they have the Ghostbusters two sign that they used in Ghostbusters two inside the firehouse on display. Uh, they had a replica Ecto one, which was pretty much that was cherry, dude. Yeah, that was, was cherry for sure. It was it was it was nice. That thing is a it's such a boat, isn't it? Yeah, it but is you know, all but, of sixteen foot, dude. It is just like God, bro, damn, that is a car. I, I, I said to my girlfriend, I said, if I had that car, we would never be late to nothing. <laughs> I would be <laughs> late to everything because I'm showing off that bitch. Everywhere. Well, yeah, but I'm gonna be the one speeding with it with that siren blaring, like yeah, I'm fucking and, and I'm also gonna be late because I'm parking way in the fucking back, oh, not near yes. anybody, and my ass is walking it. <laughs> But um, so no, we did that. It, it was cool. It was cool to see the firehouse finally. To literally see, well, the car, although it's not the legit one, but um, to see the car itself, they had a couple of guys still dressed up. So next year we're gonna dress up. Next year we are gonna dress up. Yeah. This year, this year was the year. Let's go check it out. Let's just go see what it's about. Um, they did have some merchandise. I know they made T-shirts and there were a few other things. But at that point, that I think they, they did have mugs and balloons. No, (laughs) but um, it was fun. And then after that, uh, all of us, her and our friends, we went to the Grand Soho Hotel for drinks. Oh, and then we went to Beetle House, also for drinks, which is a Beetlejuice themed bar and restaurant. All right, I was like, "What is Beetle House?" Look it up. They literally have people dressed up as Edward Scissorhands, Jack Skellington, Beetlejuice, Elvira. They had Wednesday this time. And they have all drinks themed around every. So it's all Tim Burton themed stuff. Yeah, but those drinks, yeah, I was about seven in, and I'm over here like, hey, I feel good. <laughs> I'm like, I feel good. And then on the way in the Uber, on the way back to the train station, you know, Rebecca's just like, "How you feel, honey?" I'm like, "I feel good." <laughs> but it's fine. I feel good. Oh, you, you, didn't, you, didn't it. you should have said it like James Brown. I feel good. I feel good. I couldn't get my voice that high. <laughs> At that point, I was like, hey, I feel good. <laughs> and then uh, Sunday was another day. Me and my girlfriend were, again, with more of our friends. We were in Clinton, New Jersey. We went around the little town. I went to a hot dog joint for lunch. Uh, and then we went back to their house, played a board game, and just chilled out. That was it. That was awesome. my weekend. Nice. I got to celebrate it with the Ghostbusters, so I was happy about that. And good friends and my lady. I got not a fucking complaint. I was complaint. super jealous. I showed Mel the pictures. I was all, look where the fuck Bobby's at. <laughs> but now I know where it is, so if you guys come to me, it ain't hard to get to. Let's just get, no. We'll just get on the fucking train it's and we'll go. drive for me. I just got to do it. <laughs> do it. But. So, but yeah, that was shit. That, that was if it six hour driving, sh- man. I know. I, if it was six hours for me, I'd fucking be I there. Think, every I think New York City is about a six hour drive for me as well. Steve, I'm just saying, dude, like I've been to New York City a handful of times. I personally hate it there, dude. 
Really, dude, I, I loved it so much. Yeah, we 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 actually are really loving. It. I love the hustle I, and bustle. Yo, like I'm not a city person. I felt so claustrophobic, dude, in that whole fucking city. I was just like, nope, get me the fuck out of here now. I was trying to get mugged. I did all the shit they said not to do. Only, no, <laughs> I was on these. I was on the subway. There was me and my three. I think I've said the story, but we just got out of Evil Dead the musical. We were covered in blood on the subway. We were the fucking <laughs> weirdos where everybody's like, yo, dude y'all okay like yeah we're good <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're good but yeah, uh, that know, was man. but real quick that was my weekend johnny you're up all right i'm gonna keep it short sweet uh saturday i didn't do shit for some reason it just was kind of a mad day not warm enough to really go swimming in the pool and grass didn't need mowing nothing so i literally fucking i passed out early friday night like we were all supposed to take like a family nap and wake up and the wife and i were gaming well we woke up at like midnight she's like i'm in a game i'm like Nope, I'm still in couch sleep mode, like a really good heavy couch sleep mode where I'm like, if I move, if I get up, I'm going to lose it. So no, I'm just, I'm, I'm committed. So I slept in the basement that night, dude. Woke up at four in the morning, bro. They did, the family didn't even wake up till 10. So I played MK11. Mm. Not, I haven't played games, like a game that solid, like for that long of a time in a minute. Nice. And it felt fucking good, dude. And the wife's like, well, I want to be a bum. So I played fucking more MK11 that day. And then I uh, went to the drive-ins for the first time for this year because uh, daughter wanted to see Little Mermaid. So we went and saw that because it was the first movie. And I was going to stay for Fast 10, but, dude, Little Mermaid didn't end until, like, 1130. It's a long yeah. movie. And I was like, I don't – like, if I, like, had my – if I had a lawn chair with me and I should have brought one, I could stood out, I could have sat outside. It probably would have woke me up with the cool air and shit. Mm-hmm. But man, I was already dozing during Little Mermaid, so I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through fucking Fast and Furious. Like, I don't want to be here until two thirty three in the fucking morning. Which Little Mermaid was meh. It's just another fucking cash grab from Disney. Although instead of just adding one new song in there, they added like three new songs in there. So you know, Scuttle didn't need a fucking song, and Flounder looked fucking weird, and so did Sebastian. First of all. Sebastian looked like a real crab, so that was kind of like, I get it. Flounder looked better than his original design that they brought up, which that looked even weirder. And then Scuttles was fucking just stupid because they changed Scuttles completely, man. It's not even a seagull anymore. I'm like, what? And Scuttles doesn't need a rap. I don't care. We don't need that. It just doesn't need to happen. And they took away, like, Scuttles' epic moment in Kiss the Girl. <laughs> wow, like, wow, wow, wow. Thank you. I was thank so you. pissed. I was right there with you, Steve, dude. I was, I, I set myself up for it to come. Yeah. It didn't yeah. come. And I was like, <gasps> the chicks never dude, came. It was like a vocal blue ball. <laughs> it was a vocal blue ball. It was like the fucking. I understood that reference. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So, uh, and it was, I don't even remember what that's from. You're a trip. Oh, no, yeah. that's right. That's so, right. like, I gotta ask you because I watched it in the drive in. Was it, it seemed like a really dark movie. It was. Like, it, it was, was so hard. hard to see some shit, dude. Like, I could barely see the shark during the whole shark. Well, thing. I, and it could be because no, I was in drive ins, but I'm like, man, it might have been the drive ins because it looked horrible. It felt like, like a DC film, bro. Like, I was like, this is dark. Me. Like, like the damn. CGI was so bad and it was so distracting whenever anybody underwater was on screen and the CGI just looked like shitty fucking like PS1 fucking CGI. Like Ooh, it, it was it was bad. Yeah, it was so fucking bad. I will say 
I will give kudos to where kudos deserves. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy did fucking kill it as Ursula. Man. She killed like, it. That, she like, was the only saving grace that, for that movie. I'm like, I'm not surprised. She has good acting chops. So and, and she, she can she sing. sing. She she sang Dude. really well, bro. She like this might seem like a dick move, but but it's like. She, it's almost like she was formed for that role, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. it's yeah. fucked as that kind of is to say. Yeah, no, but it's I, like, I, I'm, I love Melissa McCarthy, so I'm, I'm no, like, surprised. she was fan. She was definitely the best in it. And I like, uh, the new added character of like Prince Eric's, like, Alfred. Like, I was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. We got an Alfred now. Like, that's, yeah. I, no, actually, you know what? He was in the OG cartoon. He just yeah, he wasn't he was. in as much. I don't think. See, I, um, I've seen The Little Mermaid once. I, don't Bro, remember much about it. It was my daughter's favorite movie, so uh, we it was on repeat. I hated it as a kid. Watched it as an adult with my daughter, which made me hate it even more because now you're watching it as from an adult and you had the 16-year-old kid telling her father that she loves some dude she's never met and she's running away. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Get your ass in the... Get your ass inside. <laughs> Get your ass inside and cover up, goddammit. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> we saw that shit Sunday... Um, Sunday was just kind of loaf around and do normal chores like it is. But in the middle of that day, we went to the local theaters and I saw the new Transformers, which was fucking epic. Chad, don't be yes. mad. It was awesome. Best Transformers movie. I don't think <coughs> you're going to get a chance to go see it, to be honest. Bro, I, oh, like it, Bumblebee was fantastic. And it really yep. was. And if it gave me just like that first 15 minutes, but like an hour and a half of that, it would have been the cream of the crop. But this was right there. I wanted more of this, though. I wanted more Maximals. That was my one I did, gripe. And I was like, mm. I wanted Cheetor had like no dialogue. Thank you. And neither did Rhinox. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like they just like, kind of came. Supposed to be about and where the fuck M. was Rat Trap? Come on, dude. And that, like that was my biggest, biggest bitch when they announced the movie and they announced the Maximals that were going to be in the movie. I'm like, how do you not fucking have Rat, Rat Trap? Rat Trap is literally one Rat of Trap the was main essential mm-hmm. fucking other one besides Dinobot, which Dinobot, I understand you could argue. Which is Dinobot Scourge? Is no. that I was kind of confused. No, I mean Megatron. Yeah, it wasn't Megatron. It was Scourge. No, 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 no. I know it was Scourge, but in the in the cartoon, that was Megatron. Right, mm-hmm. but there's Dinobot. There's Dinobot was, too. Dinobot was, like, was, was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But if you look at Dinobot's like fucking spinny blade thing, and his yeah. other thing, it looks very similar like to Scourge's. Scourge. So I was like, yeah, is he Dinobot? But he was never a dinosaur in this. So I was kind of like, he was just no truck. I didn't really know him from Transformers lore. I don't. Yeah, know well, I don't. They, they what were they called? The uh, Predacons, right? Is that what? They yeah, but they the weren't the Predacons in this one because yeah, they, they, were the they were the of, Terracons. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which they were the Terracons are like a whole different fucking like faction. I don't know. Yeah. But that was that's my thing is like if which they're already leading into something else. We're not going to go there. But I want a more full Beast Wars movie. You'll never get if, it. Why? You'll never because the the whole selling point is Optimus Prime. Everything has to center around him. Primal was badass though. Dude, I don't know, when man. They like they kind of made like, like Prime was cool in this. Prime was definitely dope, but you could see like you could feel the luster of Prime kind of going off, and and now it's kind of going more on all the other. Well, ones. then Peter Cullen, Peter Cullen's voice too. You could tell he's getting like, tired. That man is tired. He's you tired. could tell in the voice of Optimus that it's he's you know he's he's showing his age in his voice now. But I loved when they maximized and fucking you actually see them in their robot form. Dude, Primal looks so fucking it took badass. Fucking forever though to do that. Yeah. But no, fantastic. And then we finally get an exosuit, which I was fucking stoked about. Yeah, that was cool. Um and uh what's his name? Um 
Oh my god, who's our who turned into the ecstasy? Whatever, what the hell's the name? Oh, um, Jesus. Oh Jesus Christ! Right, I could see his. I could see the actual actor and everything. He's like, I don't. Remember. He's like the new like. He's not Bumblebee, but he can actually talk. I can't even remember his name. And it's played by holy shit, dude. What the hell's his name? He's the Beetlejuice looking motherfucker that everybody loves now. Kim Kardashian. He was dating Kim Kardashian and all uh, that. Pete. 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 Pete, oh, Pete Davidson. Pete David. Yeah, Pete yeah. Davidson voiced him. So I understand like some people are like, eh. but you know what? He did a fantastic job, and I thought it was. Dude, I don't know. he had a bit part in Fast Ten, and he was fucking hilarious. Yeah, dude, like he was so funny in this one, dude. Like he was the funny, which you could kind of uh, say, but <laughs> I don't know, man. The Maximals were fucking dope. I wanted more of it. It's cool how they kind of like how this fits in still with the other ones. Like, I'm still trying to figure out though, because this is all past stuff, which is fine, but I'm still like, man, if all this shit went down pre Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> I don't think it, I, I'm hoping they write that off. I'm hoping I don't think they like, do, it, man. Nothing to do with that. I don't know, man, because Prime was Prime already on Earth in the first one. I don't remember. Yes. Nope. Are you sure? No, they came, he came to Bumblebee was the oh, only one space. So they have to be fucking rewriting it, especially with the crossover, Maybe not. crossover that's coming. Maybe not. When did the first, I don't two, know, when man. Did the first Transformers happen? 2005? Seven. Seven. 2007. This was 1994. You have that much chunk of time to get them off the planet. And, and then, then back again? And then back again. But when he arrived, he was in his proto form. He didn't have he wasn't the tractor trailer. And in this one, he's the old school, like flat bit, like flat yeah, base mm -hmm. tractor That's trailer. Why it, which does, it doesn't make any sense. And then right in Mirage. the Shia LaBeouf, he's the Raj. Yeah, that's uh, that's the other dude. Anyways, fantastic movie. Two thumbs up. I su highly suggest it. I'm going to stop talking about it now because I'm yeah. ready to talk. Yeah, we got to get on. We got to get on this. <laughs> yes, 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 get on this shit. All right, boys and Brody. Thank you for coming. Uh, Jordy, uh, Jordan, sorry, sorry, off topic. Yes, I have seen Spider Man. Also, two thumbs up. Super fucking uh, go see it. It was awesome. Yes. Soundtrack wise, oh man, dude. Between this and Transformers, like Transformers is straight up 1994, like amazing early 90s hip hop, which is, uh, but man, Spider Verse was fucking, the soundtrack was fantastic in that shit too, and the score as well. So, it's tough. Everybody's hearing the score now all over Instagram, so it's not like you're not going to hear that shit. But yes, go see that shit. All right, we are talking 1986's Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Yeah. Who, uh, who wants to take this? Chad Daddy? You haven't done right. it in a minute. Yeah, Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives, released August 1st, 1986. Jason rises from the grave to wreak havoc upon a new group of unsuspecting campers in an ultra-bloody rampage. As a child, Tommy Jarvis killed mass murderer Jason Voorhees, but now, years later, he's tormented by the fear that maybe Jason isn't really dead. Determined to finish off the infamous killer once and for all, Tommy and a friend dig up Jason's corpse in order to cremate him. Unfortunately, things go seriously awry and Jason is instead resurrected, sparking a new chain of ruthlessly brutal murders. Now it's up to Tommy to stop the dark, devious, and demented deaths that he unwittingly brought about. Directed by Tom McLaughlin, One Dark Night, Sometimes They Come Back. Written by Tom McLaughlin, Amazing Stories, She-Wolf of London, and produced by Don Burns, The Unseen, Top Dog. Take it away, Bobby. 
starring Tom Matthews, The Return of the Living Dead, Alien from L.A. as Tommy Jarvis, Jennifer Cook, Gimme Enough, and V, the series, as Megan Garris, C.J. Graham, Highway to Hell and 13 Fanboy as Jason Voorhees. You David- put that shit fucking... <laughs> I had to. I had to. Just to get under your skin. I, 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 I just kept it going, but I was waiting for John to say something. It didn't really ring until like it was fully through the ears, and I was like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> I couldn't uh, resist. <laughs> uh, David Kagan. Kagan. Uh, getting Even with Dad. Hologram Man as Sheriff Mike Garris. Kerry Noonan. Hot Moves. Nightmare on the 13th Floor as Paula Mott. Renee Jones. <laughs> Nightmare on the 13th Floor. Is that a parody movie? It has to be. No, I think it's like a made-for-TV. Like I think oh, it was a it's USA not, It's not movie. like Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> or, or Saturday the 14th. Is that what it, Yeah, whatever. The something like that. Uh, Renee Jones, Days of Our Lives. The Terror Within 2 as Elizabeth Sissy I just, Baker. I just want to stop you right here, Bobby, just to oh, bring dear. this up. No, 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 no. Uh, during my research, I found Renee Jones. She's on day, she was on Days of Our Lives. Yes. She did over 1,700 episodes. She played the yep. same character for 30 yep. fucking years. She sure the fuck did. I, and I was going to say later on wow. that I, I used to watch Days of Our Lives with my grandma during the summertime. <laughs> and that I was like, hey, she was in Friday the 13th. Awesome. And I kind of watched it because, you know, she was in Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just had to bring up because that's years. amazing. 1700. It was like 1752 episodes. I think she did. Yep. Jesus. Ridiculous. That's damn. I how many times she got hit by a boom. Just a I think her name, name was Lexi. Lexi in Days of Our Lives. I, I don't remember. I, I remember watching yeah. it sporadically during the summers with my mom. Yeah. Damn. All right. So continue, continue Bobby. Uh, Tom Fridley, the Karate Kid, the Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, as Carter Court Andrews, Darcy DeMoss, Can't Buy Me Love, Return to Horror High, as Nicola Nikki Parsley, Nancy McLaughlin, sometimes they come back any day now as Lisbeth Mott, Tony Goldwyn, Ghost, Disney's Tarzan, as Darren Robinson. I almost screwed it up. <laughs> almost. <laughs> How do you screw up Tarzan? He was going to say Tarman. <laughs> I was going to say Tarzan. Isn't he's Tarman? Uh, Ron Palelo. Uh, welcome back, Cotter. Snake Eater as Alan Hawes. And Vincent Gustafaro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing in yeah. common. Shocker as Deputy Rick Cologne. Shocker. Total body count. This is a wonderful number of 18. Nice. Take it away. Music by Harry Manfredini. Time Master, Christmas on Chestnut Street. (laughs) Cinematography by John Cranhaus, Werewolf Kickboxer. Wow. What if it was Werewolf Kickboxer? Oh, I was watching the the fuck out of that. Yes. Man, I think we're on to something. Edited by Bruce Green, The Princess Diaries, Freaky Friday. Effects and makeup by Martin Becker, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Mac and Me. Distributed by Paramount Pictures, <laughs> runtime of 86 minutes, MPAA rating R, budget $3 million, grossed $19.4 million. Hairs. It would have made more if part five did make more money. Look at CJ's cake just bringing this in, dude. I just yeah. I love the fact that you guys get a kick out of the little things I throw in there, like Mac and me. Like he's done this, this guy's done a lot more. Impressive work, but I just had to throw in something off the wall. Well, like dude, Mac and me. Every me... time I hear, go ahead, because I know right. you're. Yeah, exactly. All right, yep. 
that the, the Conan O'Brien yep. segments with Paul Rudd every fucking time get me. I could watch those on repeat and just laugh my ass off. I don't know what's constantly. funnier though, the fact that he keeps doing it, or just the fact that when it goes to Conan and you can just tell like Conan's just like I fucking hate you, dude. I am so <laughs> over this shit so goddamn much. It's like he should expect it every yeah. time. And somehow he, he's still just like I think he just hopes that it's not gonna never. happen. <laughs> All right. So fuck that. Let's just talk this movie. So clearly not our first time seeing this movie. No. Probably not even the tenth. No. Oh, no, dude, probably I, not even the twentieth. I would say uh, this is probably my most watched Friday the Thirteenth movie. This is a I'm in, my, I'm in my and it's it's not my personal favorite. It's really really high up there, but I, it's just the most accessible and easy to watch one. It really it's is nonstop. And you know what? I didn't appreciate this one as a kid for some reason as much. I liked it. What? Seven was my seven was my gravy that brought me in, dude. Like that was the one that brought I, me I, in. I, I, I and feel so that. like for some reason. Like, you know, going from that version of Jason to, like, a fully, like, suited up in, like, Batman style is like, hmm, I don't know. That's you a know, little different. I but guess, as an adult, love it. I have to yeah. say, I'm jealous of people that got to watch these in chronological order their first time watching it. Because my first time, yeah. I watched them all over the place. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. I, I was the first time I saw. I saw really? so, before this. So while, while I said, you know, I love absolutely love part five. Part five was the first one that I watched on VHS. So part five is the very first one that I ever watched. I was young, dude. And I I watched it literally right before I watched this one. My dad took me to the theater, four-year-old little scuba, (laughs) to the fucking theater to watch this fucking movie because I was obsessed with Jason. So obsessed. And I just remember, and I remember, I can close my eyes. We walked up. It was called Silver, Silver, Silver Theaters. We walked up. I got, he got me my popcorn. I had my drink. I had my pickle and just sat there and was just in awe. Yes, we get, yeah, I know it's not a thing. I was, I was waiting for someone there where you guys get. I was like, popcorn, candy, and soda. Yes. Pickle. No. No. Pickle. Yes. Pickle. Yeah. You have to get a pickle when you go to the movies. I don't like pickles at all. I definitely don't need a pickle in the movie. I I like a pickle at dinner, but not in my popcorn. No. Man, y'all are missing out. No. You guys are missing out. So it was the first one that I got to see in theater, in the theater experience. And my mind was just like, holy shit. But I liked it because it wasn't super scary and it had some funny moments in it. So it it made it very like not light because of there's a lot of fucked up shit going on, especially for a four year old. But it wasn't like the other films where I saw them and I was fucking scared shitless. You know, when, when Jason slams the dude's head up in the tree and then it's a fucking smiley mm-hmm. face. Like <laughs> I chuckled at that. I'm like, what the fuck? Like this is, a, this is like cartoon, cartoon rules now. Like what the fuck, you know? But yeah, I, and I, I just I fucking love this movie so goddamn much. So, all right. I feel like Chad, you said this one, your time. Bob, where would you say this stands for your like, Oh, it's number one with this. Oh, this is number one for you. Well, look, and not only that. Because no, 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 you're you're fine because I'm probably going to agree with you. on. Well, because so. I can also say this of the first five movies. I say this. They all had the same tone. It was who's going to die. How are you going to die? Are you of importance? No, not really. None of you are. No offense, except for Jenny and, the, and um, Adrian King in the first two. 
I mean, three, yes, but after that, nobody else was of importance. This movie, every character felt like they played an important part because very few of them, if at all, none of them were douchebags. Everybody was... So you could maybe say the... uh... Not the sheriff, the deputy, Rick. Yeah, the red dot goes. Yeah, but you're bang. Yeah, but at the same time, would you believe someone who bought something back from the dead that? No, I'm not. Going, I'm not even going off of that. I'm just going off the fact that like he knows his captain's daughter's age, and yeah, he's still calling her babe and stuff. Like this is true know. too. Yeah, but, but he may not be. I'm not that saying he's like. Her. I'm not saying he's like. In, listen, as far as like douchebags of what we've reviewed on this show oh, yeah no, yeah no, no, no. he's really definitely not. like yeah douchebag light for sure i think he's he's douchey in the sense that he likes her but that's his boss's daughter yeah because we don't I know if she's still that. in high school you know what i mean we, we don't know the correct age because right. this happens during summer camp so she could i mean they they could have all have been over 18 speaking of the this whole summer true, camp right. thing how fucking irresponsible was it of all of them to leave those two girls with a camp full of kids. Court just runs off to get na- get laid, and Megan, she leaves for no reason whatsoever. Also to get laid. Um, yeah, also to get potentially. Laid. Yeah, she was trying. Right, well, she's course, trying to get that court, court, I expected, because, I mean, just his demeanor. I'm like, yeah, yeah like, man, Court, I'm like, I told you. He's not going to stay in camp. Like, come on. He's fucking hilarious, First of all, though. He was, he was, I, to be fair, I don't think... To be think, fair. I don't think Court... Would have necessarily had to go that far away to do what he wanted to do. He probably would have been down to do that at the camp. I think it was what's her name because it was her but, camper. You know what I mean? She stole it from oh, the old yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Can we say worst sex scene ever? Oh yeah, in a movie. Oh, so good. You know what? <laughs> my, my wife was laughing because like the way like Court was doing. I'm like he's like bouncing his chest. Like he's <laughs> yeah, not he bouncing was. his he hips. Like he's like bouncing. He's like pumping his chest like this. I told Mel, I'm gonna try that maneuver next time. It's even worse. Right? He's like, yo, get on top and start dancing like that. Just crazy like 80s, like swing hair but, around. Oh, yeah, but no, this is my this is my favorite. It just this one fires on for me, all cylinders. Nothing's missed. Some people say, Well, it's not gory. I'm like, yeah, but the kills are so over the top, it didn't need necessarily gore. Dude, the neck break scene was okay. fucking well, the amazing. Heart, the heart punch out. When I saw that yeah, the that first too. time, I just went like this. I'm like, he can do that now? Well, yeah, because like, it's it's what, what makes this movie so great is that we now know Jason was dead. He is now yes. a zombie, mm-hmm. you know, because people have the argument. Was he dead in part four or not? We don't know. We don't have any solid evidence to say that, yes, that was an undead Jason. In this one, we know the motherfucker's back from the dead. He's got fucking Frankenstein Frankenstein powers now. Yep. And he's going to fucking... And I love I love the scene where he fucking hits the dude and the fucking arm, his arm breaks off. And he's holding the machete because he looks at it like, holy fuck, did I just do that? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like He has like that realization surprise. where, god damn, like, I can do some shit now. Hulk smash, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let me just say, like, I, I know some people... Do not like Jason walking around in the daytime. I dig it. Oh, yeah. I like. I know. Yeah. Because why wouldn't he? Right. Right. First of all, he's not a nocturnal creature by any no, fucking yeah. means. So he's not going to do that. He's getting to his fucking place. And we've had mm-hmm. Jason in the daytime before. It's not. You know what I mean? Let's go part. Oh, back yeah. to Part two. Fucking running across the road, Bigfoot style. You know what I mean? Like he's well, done this shit before. Not even just part two. But this, I mean, part- but this is really the first time you get a full shot of him in the daylight. This Bro, and they I mean, straight up 
do that one shot of just his ass. It's just like, and, <laughs> man, Graham has just got some cake in the No, that's not CJ. That's, that's, that's not CJ. No, that's not him. That's not CJ. No, no, no. So I'm sure this is in your thing, but I'm going to say this now. None of the none of the daytime is CJ. Nope. Is, they yeah. started with those shots. That was a stunt coordinator who is actually a big time stunt coordinator now by the name of Doug Bradley. Oh, okay. No, Tom, no, 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 it's not it's not Doug Bradley. Um or uh Dan Bradley. Sorry, yeah, Dan Bradley. That's Dan Bradley. Yep. I just uh, okay. Okay. But um Tom chose him and they were doing all daytime stuff because everything else was nighttime. And they get a few dailies back and they literally called him, said, we're making changes. And he's like, yep. what do you mean we're making changes? He's like, they're like, Jason literally looks a little too plump for someone who's been dead for however many years. He was and they said, thick. He was. He was thick. They literally found yeah. CJ working a nightclub as a, as a security guard. And he mm-hmm. said, he's big and imposing and he's fit. That's the guy for, that's literally what they said. No acting chops. He had military chops. Yep. But that was it. He had stripping chops. And he's a great guy. Oh, I met him when I went to Blairstown. Like, he was just cool this as is shit. Post, this is post-Chippendales, correct? I believe so, yes. I'm not or sure. around that time. It was Chippendales he... after the fact. Like they, He, like, did a tour. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, that's know. how that's that's how they, they literally found CJ was literally uh, we need a guy large and imposing. Um, yeah, he's cool. Come on. No, he was dude like he was fantastic. You know, obviously, in the next one we get the infamous Kane shoulder breathing and shit like that. But like CJ had his own fucking like persona behind the mask. Mm-hmm. You know yes, what I mean? Dude, he and definitely remember, had his own stance, his own fucking like. Dan Dan Bradley wasn't even their top choice. They wanted uh, Ted White back, and he said no. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah, he was, yeah. He was offered five and six. He he said in interviews, he's like, I was offered both of those films, and I turned them down, and I'm sad that I did. He was and pretty you know, old at that point, wasn't he? Oh, uh, yeah. He, well, he was yeah. fifty something at four, right? Four. Yeah, he was so almost he sixty when he did four, I think. But for Man. a man who was in his sixties at six foot four, almost six foot five. I'm pretty sure he would have hmm. still kicked major ass because he did. Obviously. Look at CJ. Look at CJ Graham now, dude. He still looks. Oh good. yeah. You know, honestly, man. Like out of all the Jasons, that motherfucker's like the most well built and fucking. Yeah, he's still well built. I mean, even Kane's kind of deteriorating there. Well, bit, he also know? had but a. Heart he's been through a lot. Year, so yeah, he's been through a past lot, couple yeah. years. Yeah. But we're all in agreement, right? Like Joe's comment said, this is all Tommy's fault. Yes. Oh no, it is. it is. Oh no, it is. He who's comment? If Tyler. Tyler or Tyler Tyler said sorry Tyler said you know if it wasn't for Tom for Tommy digging him up none none of this shit would have happened but and you would think that he would have fucking learned and he never mentions literally never fucking mentions it but like it's literally it's literally his nightmare from part five from part five come to life it's his nightmare come to life he's still having the hallucinations and he thought that Destroying the body was the only way to get rid of the hallucinations. But yeah, I get. It. Yeah, that's true. That's, I mean, it, he was going to burn it, but like, think about it. That's a tough one to do, especially when you, the killer is still. I say still around because he's going to be talked about forever. Oh it's, yeah, he was still a legend at that point. That's a tough one to shake. So I kind I get. I get where he's coming from. Like, look, I want to just destroy his body and be done. But also at the same time, uh, in real life, ain't no lightning strike coming down to that pole. It ain't tall enough, but it did. But it did because 
movies. Exactly. Right? But yes. Tyler, you are right. He or, did say I fucked up. You're correct. Or maybe it's the work of the devil. That too. Or, or the Necronomicon. Nope. Quan Chi. Uh, don't say that because we are going to talk about that. <laughs> it's Quan Chi, dude. He's a revenant, bro. And then that's how. Uh, again, I will <laughs> that's say why that he's in Mortal Kombat X, man. It totally makes sense. I will save that for the other movie, but anyway. No, this movie is absolutely solid. And like Bob said, I feel like it fires on all cylinders for like when it comes down to straight up Friday 13th. It gives you everything that Friday 13th wants. Plus, it makes fun of itself by being a little bit meta and shit like that. And believe it or not, and this is in my notes, and I'll bring it up more later, that uh, they actually added kills to this movie because because they were afraid it was going to be a PG-13. No. Fuck yeah. Not not actually true. They were not afraid of it at 13. The producer that uh, they've talked about, he was a bit of a stickler on set. Uh, He literally, they literally said to him, it's like, if we get this movie under budget and on time, you get a bonus, don't you? And he goes, yes, I do. So they bought the movie under budget. And so they screened it. And the um, Frank Manchuso Jr. goes to Tommy, says, says, I love the movie, but you can you can you can add three more kills if you want. And he's like, what do you mean? He says, I thought we went over budget. He's like, no, you got two hundred thousand dollars in your budget left. Go ahead and do what you want. Hmm. And that's I when did. he added that's when he added the uh, the caretaker and the. The couple. Yeah. That was the, that was the end of oh, Steve. That would make sense. You know, some people don't like the caretaker and they think he's a just rip off crazy Ralph. But honestly, I like him. I like that he kind of he's the town drunk. Well, he, that and it's he's the funny, but he also kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you think I am? A fart head. Yeah. yeah. Dude, well, like, I've heard people be like, oh, I fucking hate i laugh every time you have yeah. to i like him as a character yeah, when he's walking singing like it's fucking great he's just your fucking town See, drunk who works at the i like cemetery. him a little better than crazy ralph because he's not like all about the legend he's just like right. he's well, actually why'd you go and dig up jason you assholes you're all idiots right he's he was the most sane one <laughs> yeah <laughs> and poor guy still died absolutely god damn well yeah no. uh what well, sorry what i mean say here anyway still giggle but yeah the uh, shot at the paintball, like <laughs> I like that scene. The the music's hokey as fuck, but that that's also another scene that helps kind of change the flow, like Bob was talking yeah. about, where it doesn't it doesn't feel like the stamped pattern of one through four, and you know, obviously five being a little different, but still kind of felt you know follow those beats. Uh, this one definitely was just like, no nah, man, we're going for some crazy shit in this. At least some different stuff, and it worked. I feel it. Worked. Yeah, well, it worked. Oh, it it fucking like works. I said, it comes, like, it comes out. It just hits the ground running and doesn't stop. There's, it doesn't get boring at all like some of the others, like the first one, part one. Oh yeah, boring. you're right, man. Because like even like the slowest scenes, which I could probably point out, would maybe be anything in the jail cell, mm-hmm. anything going down there. But even those aren't necessarily bad because everything still seems very like congruent to the plot. You know what I mean? Even when he, He's in jail and they're trying to break him out. Like it's all that whole thing of getting him out so they can okay, go so do their thing. So. Speaking of that scene, has anyone ever figured out what the hell it is she wrote on that paper and showed Tommy? No. I could only see like the top word, but I don't yeah. remember what it was. She said, I, it's yeah. something. And when she, she uh, turns the page, you see her saying something about Rick. There's something about Rick written there. Fortunately, I did not. Do you I know what not. it says? I have no idea. Oh, I was hoping you'd no. be like, well. No, I was yeah, legit no, asking. No, I was yeah. like, does anybody know? Damn. Him? 
You know, every time I've watched this, I always try to look like closely at the paper. I'm like, what did you write? But you just like cut off. It is. Yeah. But there was definitely something written there. So there is one spot I'm going to laugh at a little bit. And I feel like it's just fucked up on editing point. So, you know, not necessarily. It's not necessarily like shot wise, but it's like. So when what's her name in the slippers gets yoinked out the window. (laughs) Right. And that's a literally yoink. Before that, she looks over and the door is wide open. And just blowing things like that. They literally use that again when what's her name goes back to the cabin. Oh, and it blows open and then it shows again. Now, in the second time, completely makes sense of why they had that shot. The first time. No no sense sense. whatsoever. They didn't have you don't hear the door open. You don't hear anything. You just hear. Her look over, and you see that, and even the wife and I were, she's like, why is the door open? I'm like, I don't know, they got all the fucking windows open, maybe it's just really hot in there, because, you know, they got the fire going, too. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, in the middle of the summer. But right? it's, it gets cold by the lake in the summertime. It does, but then you close your windows. <laughs> so, actually, wait, I, you, I, mentioned I, that, you mentioned that. Another thing that annoyed me is, you know, when the door opens, and the wind blows, and it blows in all these dead leaves yes. in the middle of the summer. Yeah. That's right. I actually don't. Actually, if I, I I'm they're from last year, Chad. Nobody read this shit. I don't think this one is supposed to be set in the summer. It is. It is. They're at it's summer there, camp. It's summer camp. It has to be. Yeah. This is no, the one that's think, legit no, at summer. Camp. No, I think this was actually supposed to be set around a, like a weekend camp for the kids. It wasn't supposed. I don't think this was supposed to be a summer one. Not only that, Tommy's wearing a jacket the whole fucking time in the summertime. That's because he's a that's cool true. Guy. Like, 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 that's fucking true. Like, too. think about it. They're all wearing heavy clothes. Mm. I don't think this was supposed to be a summer. I think this was supposed to be like a, a fall thing for the kids. Like, is this a Halloween school. Friday Thirteenth thought? Is this what you're trying to lead me to? Because I'm gonna like, that. Or we, get try- that. we get that this year. That or what I'm also trying to tell you is, I think this was supposed to be like a Thanksgiving. Heather says it's a weekend like, camp. thing or something. And they did say it was a weekend camp, but do they do that in like in the middle of the fucking fall? I mean, you can't. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, like the YMCA camps and everything around well, here. Te- I mean, do that so w- when I was in uh, middle school, we actually did a weekend at Stokes in See, like Jersey. Said, this, we live in a very rural area, so camps like that, you know, don't really exist around here. We don't have them here. I mean, we have camps here in like Texas. People just have camps. I, no, there's no. I was. There's no, like, I never went. Yeah, I never no, the, wanted to go to one of those. I thought they were uh, weird as fuck. <laughs> I always wanted to go to summer camp. Well, like, uh, I was telling. Yeah, you like, like I said, that's that whole the whole concept of going to summer camp is just weird to, to me because, like I said, listen, man, not around here. I, I saw fucking what was it? Husky? No. What was the fat kids movie? Heavyweights. Heavyweights. Yeah, Heavyweights. I saw that shit. Oh, I didn't want to go right on that. <laughs> um. I also was fantastic. I will also say this about this movie. The other movies had tension, but I don't know about you guys, but the tension in this, because we didn't know what Jason was going to do. Tension was so high, especially during his stalking of uh, Paula. You can't tell me that that just didn't make you go. I was going to blast through that wall and get her. Is he just going to go with this? Well, I was going to say, I feel like the most tense scene would actually lead into a question that Scoobs, I don't want to bring up. Yeah. That would be when he is in the girl's cabin. I would say probably looking at the younger girl and we have the stare down and obviously he gets distracted and gets pulled away. But what would have happened if Jason had not gotten distracted? I think see, and that's, that's my thing. So I always assumed that he was bullied at camp by you know the other the other campers that were there and that's why pamela didn't want him around any of the other campers so i would assume that 
he would kill children Mm-mm. because fuck them. They fucked with him too. See, I took that but, more uh, of a Freddy versus Jason. But you Jason took it Freddy versus Jason. Right. Okay, so. But if you notice, when he walks into the girl's cabin, he gets to the end of where the girls are sleeping and he just takes a couple steps further. Like he's just going to go sit by the fire or something. Like he, the, yeah, he the, does. He, he walks past the campers. He's, I don't know what he's after, but he's not after them because he walks past them. And then she makes a noise and he turns around because she was in the very last bed. Right, like he could have just been slaughtered him asleep. Yeah, it's not like he hasn't done that before. To like, we're just stabbing through a tent or something like that. It like makes, Angela <laughs> killing yeah. his little kids. I do wonder, like, if she didn't make that noise, what would he have done? So, like That's I said, I I think the bullying thing was more of a to me. It seemed more of an introduction with Freddy versus Jason because that was kind of more the whole time thing of like us trying to. Like, if you look at us where we were as, like, in a nation, like, you know, the anti-bullying shit was starting to come up a little bit more in the that, early And that was, that was just part of a nightmare flashback that we didn't actually, right. that we don't even know yeah. actually happened. No, right. So, and that's, but, that's, but there is a comic. There is a comic where Jason, there's another kid that's at, a, that's at camp that kind of has the same deformity that Jason has. Right. I don't remember the run of the comic, or it, it may have been just a, a, a one shot, but Jason basically takes him with him and kills all those kids that were picking on that one kid that was deformed. And by the end of the comic, Jason ends up fucking killing the kid too. But he he basically takes the kid under his wing and gets him out of camp. But he does kill those little kids that were picking on that little boy. So, I don't like know, I said, man. that's just a comic. Still, right. It's just a comic. But. I just don't think because... I always took it as like it was it was the older teens at least that are the yeah counselors and that was the one that the mother blamed and then when she died and he came back or however you want to take this story as he never died. I you know what I not gonna lie, I like the theory. Uh, I know it's a sh- what? Brody. Sounds like Corey and <laughs> Halloween ends. Fuck that movie. Oh. That, and that's kind of what it was like. That's exactly. that so I like, I like the theory that he did die, but he somehow was resurrected when Pam was killed. But that's why he can't die. But like he now he can't die. Like there was this weird. Like I don't know. I kind of dug it, and I was like, eh, that's kind of cool. Like I'm fine with that. You know what? Like, my thing it. is, just, is when you drown, doesn't mean you die. Let's just say fuck it. Then you know, uh, Camp Crystal Lake's built on the Indian burial ground. That it's poltergeist. A lot of sense. <laughs> but, um, no, poltergeist isn't that though. Poltergeist is just a white person's burial ground. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't know that until it's white people's, and they still fucking shit up. They still fucking shit. Up. All right. Um. So I mean, all right. We obviously have said we love this movie. Yep. The comedy I feel hits pretty fucking well. Like nothing. And it's yeah. cheesy comedy, but it's right. But, but it's it not hits. like so cheesy. Because like, come on, man. Yeah. All right, watch yourself. This this next corner is going to get a little hairy. Come on. That's like perfect, dude. We get the nice little yeah. V shot the whole fucking time leading from that. I don't care how many times we get that shot. I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have to, I'm really disappointed that she quit acting <coughs> after this movie. Really? Yeah, she did. No shit. No, I, and, uh, I think like, honestly, I mean, I love young Tommy from part four, but Tommy from part five, he's throwaway. This is. Like this, Tommy's like legit, and I'm mm-hmm. glad. And they wanted him to come back. 
Right. Uh, and I'm yeah, glad. Part five listen, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'm sure we can talk about. It. I'm glad that certain fan films have used him to try to like continue that kind of story. I think it's cool. No, I, I agree. A, with that. He is. A, he is the only, other than Jason, himself. he is the only legacy character right. in the series. And yeah, he is. If anything, if the studios, I mean that the, the studios once they start making these movies again, if they want to do a continuation or whatever the Bro, fuck they, they want to do, on that shit. He deserves to play Tommy Jarvis on the big screen again. Yes. Well, the way they're because, doing all these legacy reboots anyways, why not? You know? Like I don't I don't I don't give a fuck about I honestly and I you guys may not feel the same, but I don't care about any of the final girls in the other movies. Jenny. Like they're they're talking about bringing them back for the oh. for the series that they're doing and I'm like, Man, I don't really care. Like I want to see Tommy Jarvis. I want to see Tom Matthews as Tommy Jarvis again. Well, I would like to see Jenny only cuz she made that little connection with him cuz then she could yeah, like, Tommy could be like how did you survive him? Well, that's because she used... was using her actual psychology training. So, uh, she's the only she other one that I would be like, yeah, okay, I want to. I would like to see you do something in there. Where? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else. Honestly, dude. Oh, that was my last question. How much can uh, Tommy squat? Because that motherfucker's picking up boulders, <laughs> dude. That would literally probably so, the bolt. I mean, the way he was moving it. I mean, maybe, but bro, that's some strongman like competition boulders yeah, shit right yeah, there. Yeah, you know, well, I, I, I don't know. That was well, he rolled it. Well, here's the funny part. That's that was fake anyway. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, I'm trying to put it in the context of okay, if that was a real fucking rock, that fucker would be heavy as. Fuck. Yeah, there's no way he would have been able to get it out of the boat. Like none. I right, think like he, I, I'm curious how he got boat. it into the boat yeah. without sinking the boat. Right, that too. The boat was just that, like, well, if you, well, if you look right at through. I say, if you look at the boat though, when he when it's in there, that boat is pretty low. It's like that far above yeah. the water. <laughs> but I I think he had the idea of that boat not coming back to shore the whole time. That's fair. I did like how he looked in the one prior to that and saw a dead cop and was like, oh. That nope. was taken. <laughs> I, I want to bring this up. You know, aside from maybe the sheriff and the kids, this was a very attractive cast. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Well, no. Honestly, the one girl um, that was just all or shellacked all over the cabin. I can't remember what's her name. Paula. The name. Paula. Yeah, she... I did. I don't know, man. She looked like she was like forty, for some reason. I, I would disagree. I, I there is one. I, I like there is eyes. one. Scene, there is one scene in particular, and it shows up a close up of her face, and I'm just like, wow, she does not look twenty. If that's what she's supposed to be, but I don't know. She looked like Reba McIntyre, but like two thousand. <laughs> I don't see a problem with that. That's I fine. Either. I, I'd bang Reba. Yeah. I'd bang Reba. I'd bang Reba. Same. Now. I'm just saying in comparison to the other ones, though. <laughs> but that's fair. All right, let's hear what the fucking sexy saucy Aussie has to say about Hell this yeah. shit. Well, howdy fucking duty there, folks. It's your DKB here back for another episode of Goremore. And this week I'm here to talk to you about Friday the 13th Part 6. Now, uh, this film is nothing but a fun, nostalgic, enjoyable ride from start to finish. It's definitely one of them films I used to watch fuck a fuck ton as a kid. Um, I would even just... You know, put it on every now and then, or just have it on as background noise, and 
The reason I say background noise is because what Tom McLaughlin was able to do with his characters, not only are the actors able to really carry out their performances, but it's it's the dialogue between each character that I find fun. Um, so I could just sit there and do something completely different and listen to the fucking film and just, you know, have a good time with it even so. I think the soundtrack to this is absolutely fucking fantastic, whether or not you got the yep. Friday the 13th score or Alice Cooper just banging out some fucking fantastic 80s oh, metal tunes. So, yeah, Tom McLaughlin in this film and how he was able to make this a really enjoyable sequel. Uh, and, and it's definitely, it, it, it's, it's just downright fun and executed extremely well with this simple badass idea of resurrecting, well, Tommy Jarvis bringing that character back mm -hmm. and having Tom Matthews playing, who's a fantastic actor and I thought was fucking awesome for this. Um, it, it, it's just to see... Um, the way they're able to pay homage to Frankenstein to re-resurrect re Jason and try and wipe him out for good, but yet they somehow fuck that up and we mm -hmm. get zombie Jason for the first time. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom, uh, I was going to say Tom Matthews, sorry. Director Tom McLaughlin was able to execute that extremely well and like I said, just, yeah, it's a very, very fun time, this film. So, like I was saying before, Tom Matthews portraying Tommy Jarvis. Every time I think of Tommy Jarvis, I think of Tom Matthews. And that's no disrespect to Corey Feldman. I thought Corey Feldman did an awesome job, but um, Tom Matthews was able to bring to life this character a little bit more. We go on this journey with him from start to fucking finish. Um, we're very invested with his character. He's, he's like a lovable guy, you know, even though he seems batshit crazy, but he just really wants to kill Jason and then he just wants to go back to living a normal life. And I thought Tom Matthews um, really, yeah, executed that extremely well while bringing to life um, Tom McLaughlin's vision because obviously Tom McLaughlin wrote this, which was an extreme uh, breath of fresh fucking air for this type of uh, film in the series at that time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, how Tom McLaughlin... Tom Matthews were able to work together, collaborate together as a dynamic duo and create something fucking fantastic with the character. Um, yeah, awesome stuff. Incredible work. And like I said, Tom Matthews is a fantastic actor. I can't really fault him for anything in this film. Awesome. Oh, and just to add to that, essentially he's the hero of the film and we've never had a hero of the film uh, throughout this whole entire franchise, even though he's the one that started this shit show he still ends up becoming the hero. And I thought that was portrayed extremely well. Like I said, a breath of fucking fresh air. So if I'm going to nitpick this film for one little thing, and it's so fucking minor, and you're probably thinking, for fuck's sake, Brody, talk about something else. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not going to because it catches my fucking eye every time, and I always wonder why the fuck Jason wears it, and it's that tool belt. The tool belt and the gloves. Why the fuck do we have that? Would have looked so Batman. much menacing and better and staunch and scary without any of that shit. We get to see zombified fucking hands. I mean, does he even use the tool belt? I can't even fucking remember. Yeah, he I don't know. It's something so very little that captures my eye every fucking time. I just don't think it looks good on him. It's like, oh my God, he's finally grown a fucking brain and he's gone, do you know what? These essentials may fucking work. <laughs> These might work for later down the fucking track. And I don't even think he fucking uses them. What's actually in the cunts? I don't fucking know. <laughs> See? Darts. I'm even getting riled up about it, so even though I shouldn't, but yeah. He kills that cop. Don't know. My little rant. CJ Graham portrayal of Jason is awesome. 
And I've always liked the portrayal of Jason in this film. Don't get me fucking wrong. CJ Graham, extremely well. You know, I can't fault him for it. You know, he's very menacing. He's he's staunch. He's towering overall presence of his victims. It's just, it's, it's scary shit. But it's just the, the corny lumberjack gloves and the belt. I don't know what it is. It just really captures my eye every time and takes me away from, you know, it's the Jason clean. that's meant to be this, well, you know, zombified, out of the ground, rough-looking, you know, decrepit piece of shit. So, yeah, sorry, my little rant, but that mm -hmm. was it. So, yeah, the kills in this, fun time. I'm not really going to go into too much detail about them. I only wish we had got a little bit more shown on screen to give it an R rating because this film down here is an M15+, plus, which is pretty much weak as piss. But, yeah, so, anywho, um, <laughs> fun film. You haven't seen it, go out and no, see it like I recommend. Um, yeah. Now, my Gora Moore score this week for this film is going to be a 4.6. Hey. Yes, it's definitely up there because it's one of the greatest Friday films of all time. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to what you guys have to say about the film. Um, I hope you have a great evening, and I'll catch you mother lickers next week, gentlemen. So, sayonara, motherfuckers. Yeah. Thank you, Brody. Yeah, buddy. Now, now, now Brody, Brody I, I do have to say something here, though, now. I know you say the tool belt catches your eye, but if you watch the movie, every single tool is used. That's all I have to say. No, I... Uh... But I think I think that's what it is. It, it, it looks too clean, regardless of if he just got it, you know, from wherever he gets it from. Uh, it, it is in contrast to the way he looks and everything else he has on. It's just a little too clean looking. If it had been a little bit more dirty, maybe it wouldn't have bothered Brody as much, especially the gloves. Okay, funny thing know? about the gloves is I never noticed it until watching it today that those are Tommy's gloves. Yeah. It literally shows him putting on the gloves. Yeah. And I yep. never picked up on that until today. I don't know why. And I, I, I will agree. He, I mean, as dirty as he is in this movie, he is very clean in this movie. It's obviously not until we get or somebody that's been in. The I personally think they use the time. gloves just so they don't have to do zombie hands and save budget. Yeah, because yeah. You, look, you look at the zombie hands on part seven. It just doesn't really. I work. love them, but I, I, I love them. I love them from like my nostalgia seven year old VHS settings that are stuck in my. Yeah, head. we'll see how it goes. Oh no, no, no! I've definitely watch watched it. it super clean, and you're just like, I. Uh, his yeah. well, like the best. All right, well, the best. I mean, just in makeup effects, the best exposed hands he had that actually looked good were part nine hands. They actually yes. looked burnt and decrepit. He had black fingernails. Yeah. It's well, kind we, of hard. It's, it's, it's very hard to 10, do. It's very hard the to whole do. 10 minutes I, can't, I can't wait till we actually, get to part nine. Minutes. I can't wait till we talk to get to part nine so we could talk about the whole fucking full body suit that you never get to fucking see. That looks so, like a test. But um, it's also <laughs> it's also very hard to make hands on someone that look, uh, that look right. The way they were supposed to look yeah. for a dead rotting decrepit corpse it's kind of yeah hard. because you always got you got the human fleshy underneath it well so. that and you also uh you can't break down your hand you have to build up anyway yeah and yeah, no matter what no matter what you do it, it from effects back then it was still going to look like a rubber glove yeah exactly yeah. versus yeah. now you could just put a blue glove on and cgi that shit yes so but all righty so we got brody's review and i think his score started i think it's a Great bar level was mm, set. Absolutely. Um, I will say one last thing I wanted to mention, and I feel like with the uh, 
sheriff's death i actually like i enjoy that one not the death in itself but just like the meaning behind it because like we've had a parent die in this before but we never saw it you know what i mean so yeah i feel like this was just that much more crucial and even though he was kind of more of a hard ass he's a sheriff and he's a dad yeah he's just he's doing his job twice like two, you know <laughs> like I'm hey gonna- there's just Hey, there's this crazy guy, and then hey, here's this crazy guy that my daughter's trying to fucking like do things with. No, I love that his reaction to everything was he didn't want to have to book Tommy. He didn't want to deal with all that. He just wanted him to get him the fuck out of my t- not just the town, but the whole fucking county too. He drove him to the county line and said, "Get the fuck out of here." That's because that motherfucker he knows the Jason shit because even though he's sheriff now, there's no way he wasn't there when shit happened between part three and part four when they cleaned up that mess and they actually took him to the fucking house. You know what I mean? Like he was on the books. Yeah, he he well, and then heard about what happened. Yeah, there's no five. way. He may, have, he may have been sheriff already of Forest Green when the shit happened. Right, it's county over, right? A county over. Yeah. You know? And I'm Absolutely. also willing to bet he obviously knew who Tommy was, but, you know. Oh, well, yeah, you definitely. See, he knew the but if you don't was. see it, you know, hey, that's why he's like, hey, wait a minute. What's your name? Oh, yeah, wait, your family. Yeah, so he, he knew and he knows. But I like right before his death though even though you've kind of got him being a hard ass throughout this and i say hard ass lightly i you know what i mean he's not like he's still a good sheriff he's not like over abusing his power he's just trying to clean up his town and keep it quiet but like when he goes in and like he comforts the kids and shit you know what i mean like you get that scene of him still being a good good police officer and a good dad and then he goes out and gets fucking murked and it's like, damn, dude. I, like, I love, I love that scene where he tells the kids all to just huddle up under the bed, and it shows the kids, and, and they die like, bomb, wife doll. Yeah. Woo! That's part of the comedy. <laughs> it's it's just fucking swan right dive. I, I also like that scene of him, just him going around the camp. I think that also is a great scene for him to be like, I really don't think Tommy did this, but I still am just not a hundred percent sure. Until his deputies are start dying, because he doesn't know that Tommy's out of the jail yet. My only issue with him, though, is he wasted a shotgun shot by not shooting him in the face, and he decided to do it with his fucking revolver. Which it's like, bro, no, go for the shotgun shell to the head. Like, well, he's bro. also probably thinking that should kill him. He doesn't know necessarily. Well, the fact that he just took two to the chest and he's still like, hey, what's up? <laughs> head, <laughs> head, but. but. I feel like we've discussed enough, Chad. Yes. What do we got behind the scenes, buddy? I've got some juicy bits. So this uh, yeah. we're gonna go balls deep. So director Tom McLaughlin took home some props from the film, including Jason's tombstone, which sits outside his house, made to look like Jason is buried in his yard, and his casket, which sits in his garage. The DVD box set includes a scene in which he shares off these props at his home and tells of how a city employee refused to enter his yard to read the meter because he thought a body was really buried there. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, Okay, aside, aside from Alice, who has a minor role in the second film, as well as the starring role in the first, Tommy Jarvis is the only recurring protagonist in the series, albeit played by three different actors. Mm-hmm. Which we already talked about. Right. Uh, let's see, we already talked about Dan Bradley. This thick ass. McLaughlin was actually offered the chance to direct Scream in the mid-90s. The gig Wes Craven eventually accepted. He declined, but during that process, he met Kevin Williamson, who admitted that the fantastically self-aware part six was an influential film 
for him on his path to eventually writing Scream. Yep. He says that in the behind the scenes on the on the Blu-ray. So just think about that. If there was no part, if we didn't get yeah. part six, we wouldn't have Scream. I believe that 100%. John's all, eh. <laughs> I don't know. After watching the last few, I get a little bit of appreciation for them. I'll watch five and six when I get the chance. I still hate the fucking Scooby-Doo endings, dude. They piss me the fuck off. I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. You know why I love them? Because it reminds me of Scooby-Doo, and I love Scooby-Doo. No, man, but even Scooby-Doo victim or Scooby-Doo bad guys didn't monologue like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, their monologue was, I would have done it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Scream 6. We had to have like a 30 minute fucking monologue. That, like, that was it's true. Like, yeah, that was oh fucking long. Oh my yeah. God, shut the fuck up and fight already. Like, something. Jesus Christ. Sorry. It's my. my I still think. I still hate three the most. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, let's be honest. Voice changers don't do that at all. Mm-hmm. No. Scream, even some Scream 1. So anybody mm-hmm. that thinks just the one from three is ridiculous, which it is. I'm not going to say it's not. That's some crazy future tech fucking going on right there. We could just mimic anybody's fucking voice and vocal We can do it now with AI. Now you yeah. can. Now? Yeah, this now was you can like, do it with AI. This is 20-some years ago. You this couldn't do that. This was 1999, dude. Like, I mean, maybe. <laughs> Government-wise. <laughs> anyway, but continue yeah. on. This, uh, the first and only film in the series, including New Line Cinema's three Jason films and the 09 reboot, to feature absolutely no nudity, although there is one sex scene. Reportedly, writer-director Tom McLaughlin had approached actress Darcy DeMoss about appearing topless in her sex scene. She refused, but admitted later he felt comfortable, uncomfortable asking such a thing, but he tried to appease the producers who felt the hardcore audience had come to expect it. It is also the lowest-earning film in the franchise, though the two factors aren't very likely connected. The film made uh, $19.4 million with a budget of three, marking the first time that a Friday the 13th installment did not gross over $20 million and beginning the general decline in box office returns. Well, and the that, I mean, it also was... I mean, I know Part 5 is a favorite among others, but it was Part 5's deal. That's why Part 6 did You're not on the sixth well. one within six years. People get burnt out regardless of how potentially good it is. You know, you know what I mean? Like it just the, happens. What's really funny, and I don't understand this entirely, but Darcy DeMoss refused to go topless in this movie. Mm-hmm. She's done it plenty of times before. Mm-hmm. She was the one from part four. Like she was the sex scene in this, right? Yeah. And, and she, so she turned four, down part, she part, part five. There. Part five. She turned no, down. but I thought she was in the, um, I thought she was one of the workout dancers. In oh, the oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 right. yeah. So. Word. Hey, what's up, Gene? Gene, my buddy Gene. What's up, brother? Uh, after becoming a born again Christian, John Shepard, who starred as Tommy in Part Five, didn't want no, did not want to reprise the role, and it went to Tom Matthews instead. Honestly, did he better, get religious or something? Better decision. Yeah, he's anyways. a born again Christian now. Yeah. yeah, better decision, better actor. Agree. Yeah. Uh, the blue pickup truck which Tommy drives is the same truck that Pam drives in Part Five. I'm also pretty oh, sure. Oh shit. It, might also be the same truck that Brack drives. I could be wrong. Wait, that part five truck looks a lot longer. How did they shorten it? Also, it sits, sure? up a, it sits up a lot higher in part six, too. I can't. New shocks. Huh? Lift kit. New shocks. New shocks. It's got a lift kit. Yeah. New sh- yeah, new shocks, and you shorten the bed by two feet. Okay. 
All righty. Damn, you sound a little angry about that. Because I don't believe that one for a second. I'm going to get pictures right now. Do it. Actress Carrie Noonan later went on to audition for a film entitled Birthday Bash, in which a serial killer, Ethan, goes against a girl with telekinetic powers. While auditioning, she asked the producers, hey, is this Friday the 13th? I was already in one of those. She was correct. Birthday Bash was the fake working title for The New Blood, and Ethan was the pseudonym given to Jason in the scripts in order to protect the film from the press during pre-production. Okay, I can see why they called it Birthday Bash. Weird, That's weird. what it was. Yeah, exactly. Party horn. <laughs> Bestie. No, not that party. That's this new age party. This horn. was the first film in the series which did not place first at the box office during its opening weekend. Hmm. Oh, wow. Once again. I wonder what kind of six 86 years. 86. What kind of competition would it have had? I, I want to think maybe Top Gun. Possibly. Uh, Let's see what came out August 1st, 86. I'm kind of curious. All right, I'll do that. Okay. I'm looking it up right now. All right. Now, this this we already know, but some of the listeners. Ah. Which find? Uh, domestic box office for a- August 1986. Number one was Aliens. Ooh, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Number two was Friday the 13th. Number three was Top Gun. Four was Karate Kid. Five was The Fly. It beat out Top Gun. Oh, Fly was still there. Too. The Fly was probably Ooh. out a while. Or, um, yeah. Top Gun was probably out a while before that. Guess what number 10 was? Transformers. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Ah, duck titties. <laughs> Gotta love them duck titties. Uh, the original script contained material that alluded to Jason's father, which to date remains the closest the series has ever come to shedding light on the mysterious character. In the script, Pamela's headstone is next to Jason's, a reference to the fact that someone paid to have Jason buried, explaining why he was not cremated, as the mayor said in Part 5. As well as this, there's a final scene in which Jason's father visits his son's grave, seemingly aware of the fact that Jason is not inside it. These scenes were never filmed, but made it into a film's novelization. The 09 Deluxe Edition DVD uses storyboard, storyboard art and voiceover work to complete the scene. We all know this. A lot of our listeners probably don't, though. And they did it in... Shh. No, they didn't. Never happened. Fan films Never don't happened. count. Shut up. I'm just nope. saying they tried. Nope. All, right, uh, they tried. So, all right. So, Chad, you're right in the sense it's the same truck, <laughs> but it's not the same truck. So it's same, just the same model. Same, same model. Gotcha. Yeah. There. Okay. All right. Let's see. Writer-director Tom McLaughlin decided that Jason would not harm a child out of sympathy for the plight of children generated by his childhood drowning. Mm. All right. There you go. Director himself. All yeah. right. Okay, let's see what else we got. The final scene. Okay, the final scene to be shot was the crashing of the RV. Director Tom McLaughlin was terrified during filming, as there could only be one take, and the crashing made the scene incredibly dangerous for C.J. Graham. Although it remains unclear why Graham would be in the van when it flips over, as his character is not seen until it flips right? to a stop. He was in the fucking. He was in the fucking thing. They... What the fuck? They didn't use the stunt driver. They used him. They need. They needed authenticity. They're like, yeah, I bro, guess. Got to do this. Holy shit. And the way he climbs out of that fucking RV is so badass. Like, that's still like my, like, I love that scene where he just, boom, fucking punches the door open. And oh, look, you know what always made me mad, though, was on the cover of the, on the back cover of the DVD or VHS, they always had the image flipped. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why quick. that upset me, but it just does. I'm like, mm. Another- no, what upsets me is the image flip of Jason at the end where the fucking propeller fucking cuts him on the wrong side of the page. Oh, oh yeah. fair. 
Uh, yeah. So another thing on that RV. Is it the wrong side or did they yes. do it on the wrong no, side? They, no, they no, actually, it, no, they they did it on the wrong side in that flip scene. They flipped. They yeah, flipped because it. if you see it, the propeller's coming at uh, the left side of his face. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, that's right. Fuck. Uh, real it's, quick. It's that, the belt twist. That RV scene. If you look on top of that RV, that's an air conditioning unit that flies off. The producer wanted that for his personal use. The crew hated him, strapped it to the top of that RV so it could fly off. He cried when it crashed. <laughs> that's awesome. Because he was yeah. because he was the one. Damn the man. He was the one who took away stuff that they wanted, and he says, "Oh, they need it for another movie." Sorry, because mm-hmm. they wanted to get under budget and on, done in time. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> what else we got, Chad Eddie? This is the last film in the series to feature the character of Tommy, the protagonist from the fourth film onward. This is why the next sequel is titled The New Blood. Yeah, with Tina. Which it was originally supposed to be Carrie. Yep. Fair. Fair, fair. This is the first film in the series in which all teenage roles are played by young adults, none of the actors being teenagers in real life during production. Nice. Hmm. It's all ambiguous. So we can say they're hot. All right. Thank you. I, I just don't, I can, they just didn't look like teenagers, so I never assumed they were. Like no, maybe, I took young maybe 20s. Court. Court looked like the youngest one. Maybe he was 18 pushing. Court looked like he was the youngest one hanging out with a bunch of older chicks because he knew he was going to get some ass. I, I'm, I'm telling you, Good Court, Court could have nailed any girl in that movie. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he could have. Guaranteed. That dude was a pussy magnet. Court reminds me of a young Scuba Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be 19 again. Uh, at 19, I had no game. Melanie Kinnaman, who starred as Pam in the previous installment, actually signed on to reprise her role for this film. However, the producers decided to go in a new direction for this film, which excluded Kinnaman's character. And a part of that is because the, they also wanted Reggie back, but he didn't want to come back because his character was going to be killed off. They want to kill Reggie? What the fuck, man? That's bullshit. That is bull. In order to keep the film's storyline a secret, the production was given the fake title Aladdin Sane, both as a pun, Aladdin Sane, yep, referencing the storyline of a mental patient pursued by a killer, and in keeping with the series tradition of using David Bowie's song album titles as fake names, an LP of Bowie's Aladdin Sane can be seen on the table in the girls' cabin approximately 33 minutes into the movie. Yes, sir. Nice. Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> One million dollars. She is a kitten and she is getting in everything. Nice. So I had a side, stupid sidebar, but I had a cat named Mr. Bigglesworth one time. Damn thing got run over. And my friend's mom made the worst joke and said, oh, well, now it's a pancake. So we're going to call it Mr. Buttersworth. <laughs> oh, Yes. That's horrible. <laughs> but That's funny. Awesome. That's awesome. My friend, my friend Javi's mom was like, well, now he's Mr. Buttersworth. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is it like instantaneous? Like, into like, yeah, it was like, yeah, like, was she a single mom? Because that is a total dad joke. No, she was not. That is, that is she a to- was not a single mom. Oh, she okay. was not a single mom, but they were and they, the family was from Mexico. <laughs> and but she was like quick with the corpse all the time. Like I was all <laughs> I couldn't even be mad. I wanted to laugh, but I was sad. That's good. That's a really that's good awesome. one. Oh, that's uh, all right, <laughs> okay. continue. There, there was a shot of the three heads falling to the ground after the trooper decapitation. But McLaughlin cut it himself as he didn't think that it looked good. 
Yeah, it was oh, fine. He thought it didn't look. Oh, I thought the triple decapitation was removed because of that. I thought yeah, it was removed. I thought the MPAA removed. That's what everybody it. says. Yeah, well, that's what they said in the in the uh, the behind the scenes on the the Blu-ray box set. They said that the MPAA removed it. They probably suggested it, and he went with it because he didn't like it anyway. Because they were talking about some like awesome rig that they had fucking set up for it to where it looked like so fucking smooth, but they could only they could only use it one time, and so I guess like the second time they tried to do it, it just it looked like shit. Or some shit. I don't know. Okay. Lizbeth is played by the director's wife, Nancy McLaughlin. They met at Paramount Studios while he was playing the monster in John Frankenheimer's Prophecy. She does her own stuff here and continues to tell anyone who will listen that the water was freezing cold. Yeah. She she did tell that a lot at, at Blairstown. Uh, they are also now divorced. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. Probably because she wouldn't shut the fuck up about the cold water. <laughs> I think I don't know. I can't speculate, but that eh, we'll talk about it off air. Okay, fair enough. Fine, continue. Uh, although not credited as a stuntman, C.J. Graham did all his own Jason stunts in the film, including being yanked by wires during gunshot scenes and being set on fire in the climactic scene. Holy shit! He even, he was also the one who bursted through that uh, the wall. Tom McLaughlin said to him, "says You have to do this in one tank. It's okay if you can't." And he did it one take, and afterwards he goes, pussy. <laughs> dude, that was, we got two rage mode scenes in this one. Yes. Yeah. He burst through fucking twice. Yeah. And I actually, and I actually think, if, I, if I'm correct, so when you see him come through the door, that's the door. But when you see him come through the wall, I think it's that same door, but they set it up so as it had the cutout already. So it was obviously easier to to come through, so they right. didn't have to actually make it. I, if I'm correct, I think that's true. That makes sense, since he, like you said, they wanted to be on under budget and under time. So yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Let's see. The climactic scene in which Megan attacks Jason with the outboard motor was actually filmed in three different locations. The underwater shots were filmed in temperature controlled tank in Los Angeles. The above water shots were filmed in a murky Georgia lake. And the shots of the motor actually cutting Jason's mask and neck were filmed in Tom McLaughlin's father's swimming pool, actually ruining the pool filter in the process. Oh, shit. His his father <laughs> thought it was the greatest thing ever. And his mom was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I I don't under the ending kind of irks me. Which because which, which, how which part of it? how does how does a boat propeller. Finally, like, just kill him. Like, I don't I don't get that. Like, he was shot in the head. He was blasted with a shotgun. He's gone through all this shit. And then it was just the propeller cutting his neck. That fucking well, I think it. it's also digging into his neck and face, too. It's probably I don't know. I don't know. But if you see it at the end, he, you know, he's still alive and kicking his eyes still aware. It's like I just put him in like yeah. suspended animation or something. And he couldn't have been that far under the surface of the water either. Well, I'm well. Fuck. I don't know. I mean, we get a whole guy's fucking barge in the next one that fucking electrocutes him back to life. Uh, that was no, eight. That's eight. Oh, that is eight. <laughs> <laughs> How does it come back to life in the next one? Tina. Oh, Tina. Tina. That's right. Fuck. Wow. I'm tired. Don't listen to me. <laughs> All right, boys. What did I miss? Where are we at? We are. I had a brain fart and confused the beginning of part eight for the and part seven. Yeah. Oh. 
Part eight's electricity. Part seven, psychic. Seven, bullshit. psychic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. McLaugh- it's not bullshit. It's fine. McLaughlin ultimately shot three endings, two of which were not included on the film's DVD release. In one ending, Jason's mask floats to the surface of Crystal Lake, having become detached during his struggle with Megan. In another, Deputy Cologne tries to reach the jail cell keys after having been locked in by Tommy and Megan. The door of the police station bursts open, and the film abruptly ends, indicating that Jason managed to get free. The producers disliked both of these endings, as each one left Jason's survival ambiguous and wanted it explicitly shown on screen that he was still capable of returning for a sequel. As a result, McLaughlin shot the film's used ending, showing a close-up of Jason's open, twitching eye. Hmm. I, I would have right actually on. liked the one where the mask comes up. It still might say, oh, he's, 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 he's dead, but you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, didn't we get that in part or 09? Uh, well, uh, yeah, they took the mask off of him and threw him in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Word, and, word. and he was still alive at the end anyway. Yep. All righty. Anything else, Chad? Uh, let's see. Uh, there's additional part here about uh, Elias, but we talked enough about it, so I don't have to go into right. that. The following scenes were cut to avoid an X rating. Uh, Hawes' insides were ripped out of his body by Jason. He dragged the guts and heart out. He dropped them on the ground where his heart lay steaming. Damn. Yeah, we were supposed uh, to talk about the typical decapitation. Uh, the two camp counselors in the car's deaths was also trimmed. The part where the woman is speared in the water originally showed a close-up shot of blood coming to the surface of the water with the air bubbles. The man was speared, lifted in the air, and then slid down the spear, leaving his insides on it. Nice. Jason Never. shoved the broken bottle into the caretaker's neck, and he falls to the ground as the camera gets a close-up of the blood coming out of the bottle. That should have happened. Court's death originally was not as quick cut, and you could actually see the knife going into his head before he falls over. Yeah. I'm happy with what we got, though. It worked perfectly fine. Yeah. For his, for his death, yes. The wall-to-wall blood cabin originally had a lot more blood and guts in it. There were shots of livers and hearts running down the walls, but it was all thought too graphic to have in the film. By the way, I would, I would, I love the fact that they felt that that scene was so shocking they had it twice in the movie. Yeah. It was a lot of blood. A lot of two gallons goes a long way. (laughs) The (laughs) back breaking sheriff scene had more to it. There were more screams, more bone crunching, and his legs began to kick. Which would make no sense because his spinal column would have been severed. Yeah. Uh, Very end. Okay. The last four, his ending was cut, but I don't think that was ever filmed. Sissy's death was toned down. Originally, you could see her head torn off and dropped. Oh, nice. And she booted that shit. That's all I got, buddy. All righty. Well, thank you very much, Dark Lord. My pleasure. Yes. Um, let's, all right. Let's do these. Gentlemen, what format did you watch this on? Scream Factory Blu-ray. Same. Same. Uh, Yeah, HDX fucking digital. So. Uh, voodoo, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's whatever. Um, douche of the film. Tommy. <sighs> I mean, it, it, it's it all was his, his fault. fault. It's his fault. It's all dude. his fault. You, you, and he didn't listen right. to his friend. This right. Movie, right. If he just had listened to his friend and been like, you know what? Let's not do this. And then they just would have went to a Taco Bell, laughed a little bit, and then that would have been the end of the movie. Or instead of digging it up, digging him up, why not just stay around for a bit so you can see that he's not coming out of the grave? He's not fucking around killing anybody. It's been a peaceful time in Forest Green. You'd have been okay if you'd have spent a couple days there, dumbass. You know, I always love no. in how in these movies it shows them digging a grave, 
and it seems like it takes yeah. Yeah, like, dude, no. that would take me all fucking night to even dig down half that. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't take that short a time. <laughs> it takes motivated. about four hours. Exactly. They make well, you did yours in four. Or I did mine in three. Four. It's uh, always but, like that on Supernatural, though, too. They're like, all right, we got to dig this grave. But that wasn't a Scene six foot grave anyway. Right. Jason was not buried six feet deep. Well, the, no, the grave itself is six feet, but you have to re- you move a few feet for the casket itself. Yeah. But. All righty. Favorite kill. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with back. The heart, heart, heart punch. Because heart that punch was the one good. that made you just go, oh, yeah, no human can do this. <laughs> I'm with Bobby. That was the one that got me, too. That, right. was, a, that was a good one. I'm going to go with the head twist. Ooh, that is Word. That's solid one. as well. Very rubbery looking, but I was all for it. <laughs> all right. uh, best scene. Court driving the camper. <laughs> it was, no, do it, back there, babe? It was driving yeah. it like it was a sports car. Yes, he <laughs> was. This truck handles pretty good. Woo! Uh, actually, I, back there? I will say when Jason is watching Paula talk to the girl and he stalks her through the cabin. Oh, that was nice. Because he's just so gracefully like, I'm going to get you. You just don't know. See, I was thinking of that too, but uh, I think I'm going to go similar to what John said. The whole scene with uh, fucking Tommy and Megan and the Firebird. Ooh, that was awesome. Driving around fucking yeah. Grand Theft Auto style. That's hilarious as well. Duke's a hazard style. Yeah. I'm going to go with the opening scene. I mean, I you get that too. Frankenstein, Jason. I mean, it's the start of the whole fucking movie and it's just great like some of the some of the openings of the movies have been kind of like you know because it it didn't do what the other ones did and tell you what happened beforehand Mm -hmm. this was boom we're here we got a cold open you know and and tommy's digging the shit up we know what he's gonna do and then everything just goes to shit from then on so i that's that's what i'm going with opening i like it okay so that leads us to worst moment or scene I have to give it to the sex scene. Um, it just didn't look natural. I'm at all. going with Quartz. I'm going with Quartz fucking Indian tail because it was just so stupid. <laughs> I love that though. He, no, I, he was not prepared to teach these kids anything. He was just making it up on the spot. No, 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 no. Okay, I take it back. I take it back. Worst scene for me. Worst scene for me because the acting was shitty was when the two boys were under the bed and he looks over and goes, so what were you, what were you going to be when you grew up? Dude, that made me laugh. I was going to. Yeah, but it, mm, it's funny, but it's for me, like, it's just, eh. uh, I would have to say when, um, the deputies in there with Tommy and Megan, I, I, I wanted to just slap him across the face so hard. So oh, that was my... some pretty lousy acting on his yeah. part. On his part, yeah. So that, yeah, that scene does it for me. I'll get it, babe. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, I think I'm gonna have to add the added. So I like when he kills the groundskeeper, but the random like added couple in just seems so throwaway. So it's just like, man, I didn't need those. I mean, yeah, it was another two for to add, but you know, so okay, everybody got that. Opening scene, dude, it's solid. Yes, of course, one of the best, uh, one of the best opening scenes in a movie ever. Yeah, 
Steve said it everything that I need to say, so mm-hmm. that's yeah. how I'll go with yep. that. All right, most attractive character. Who this is tough. Mm. I love Megan and I love Paula. I gotta give it to Nikki, the girl court. I am Nikki. I am quoting Freddy Krueger in uh Freddy God damn it, Steve. There we go. In Freddy versus Jason. God damn it, how sweet dark me. And I am going with Elizabeth. Because god damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going with Elizabeth as well, man. Because well, I heard her first name's Elizabeth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sissy, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with her too, man. Because that mullet she was just rocking it. Okay, I want to. I want to give runner up to that handsome fucking cop that had the perfectly sculpted hair that was checking himself out in the fucking uh, enchilada. (laughs) That dude looked like Scott Conant, if you know who that is, celebrity chef. Okay, he's he's a regular judge on Chopped. If you watched it, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he definitely had the uh, very masculine features going on. All right, so let's see. What else we got here? All right. Did the score set the mood? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, fa- this score. is my favorite, one of my favorite scores. Right? Part five is my favorite out of the series. I, uh, yeah. And then, so that leads us to best song. Now, this is going to be behind the oh, mask. Oh, this is tough. I'm going to go Teenage Frankenstein, dude. I'm going to go with Hard Rock Summer. <laughs> you know something? I'm not picking one. I'm picking all three because I'm an Alice fan. I love Alice. You got to pick one. No. You got to pick one. No. Come on. I choose not to be part of this. I choose not to. All right, fine. See, um, all three of those are on my iPod, but every time fucking Hard Rock Summer comes up, I just want to hit the gas. <laughs> I was so mad he left. <laughs> no, I, I was so mad I he didn't want to pick. I took him off. All right, oh, fine, okay. fine, fine, fine. No, 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 no. Man behind the mask. There you go. Yeah. Look, after, Teen- after Teenage Frankenstein, man, that was a song. They're all good songs. That was a yeah. song for me in high school because I certainly felt. After I watched this, I had to put on the bonus disc and watch the music video for Man Behind the Mask. Yeah. For a long time. Go. Right? Okay. So, you know what? It's always nice when we can actually answer the best song question. Right? Yeah. With, a, we don't get with to authority, a lot too. You know what I mean? Like, we all had different picks. All right. So, favorite character. Court. Um, I just liked him. I, he's the guy you, he I seems too, like someone you want to hang out with. I'm going to be cliche. I'm going with Tommy. Uh, I'm going to go with, you know, something? The sheriff. Ooh, oh, good pick. Okay. I, good I do character. like his character, honestly. Yeah, he's a hard yeah. ass, but right, he's, he's not just a, like, yeah, like, like we I said, like he was just doing his mm-hmm. job as a sheriff and a dad. Yeah. Yes. He wasn't overly aggressive, he wasn't a prick. You just as and I know, Bobby, you, you can't relate, but one day you will mm-hmm. as fathers to daughters, daughters. Yeah, I mean, come on. You can't say we would. Especially if you know the dude's way. coming from the psych ward and he's right? issues, yeah, exactly. you're like, what? what? No. In any other reality situation, this would be screaming huge red flags. But this is a horror movie. So fuck. <laughs> all right. Um, was it scary? Wait, all right, see, all right, see, we have to look at see this question for us is we know the answer is no. The problem is is someone else is gonna watch this guys, we're all jaded, aren't we? Yes, we are. But I'm even four year old me wasn't scared of this movie. Yeah, even as far as the Friday the thirteenth movies, I don't think What the fuck do you have in your hands? What? It's a brain. What the fuck? Okay, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was intestines. This is a running joke between me and my brother-in-law. So he just ran. 
for some reason he started it he had this and like he just keeps giving it to me in random situations so it's like <laughs> but it's not just like so like case like i don't even remember how it started but the last time we just had the barbecue a couple weeks ago and the fucker left it in my microwave so i go to the microwave <laughs> the next day and i'm like what the fuck dude god damn it brian oh, now i just gotta great. come up to figure out how to like last i dropped it off in his mailbox last time so now i gotta figure out I'm like well how the have fuck am i gonna get into his goddamn house have like it did delivered last. on father's yes there you go. Go, but yeah hmm i could still use something around that way though but anyways yeah <laughs> it's fun to play with dude it's super squishy <laughs> anyways continue oh fuck all right does it hold up today honestly yeah, yeah it does yeah it does. fuck yeah it does i yes, think it it's does. i still think it's one of the best fridays how was the acting uh, uh good for the most part yeah i'd say 95 percent solid rick was terrible and the uh the paintballs were pretty terrible yeah bang I don't know, man. I thought the paintballers were pretty hilarious. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Especially the get back to the pile, dude. The goddamn women. The <laughs> paintball. Get your goddamn kitchen. Yeah, I, I love that. Shit, I dude. definitely think the acting in this is 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 wonderful Ridiculous. all around, even the bad. Uh, cinematography. Nothing to write anything. home about, but the shot that you like, Bobby, with him stalking Paula through the—that uh, was a good shot. That was, that was a very good shot. beautiful. But I mean, uh, even the shot with him walking through the woods, like that was a damn good shot too. I, I like the shot you know, of him. Some... I like the shot of him walking into the camp too. It was yes. Just showing him from behind, like slowly you know, stalking. The, into you know it, what? I, say. I will say good cinematography because even in the graveyard scene in the beginning of just like you don't realize how big that graveyard is until like Tommy's running through it in the daytime later on you're like god damn dude, they're really well here's the other thing is that graveyard you see first in the movie is not a real graveyard no, it's a set it's well all yeah. a set but um yeah I would definitely say it's it's a grade a cinematography just you know uh, I don't want to say not nothing to write home about but it's it's good it's really good the it's good but I, w- I wouldn't give it a grade a. I'd say a grade b grade a that's like fucking cundy level g- g- give it a b plus i think a b plus is fair there's some good lighting it. spots in this though dude like i will say you gotta give kudos like all the night scenes in the woods were properly lit nothing mm-hmm. was too dark you could see all the characters i think him even when he was looking excuse me when he was looking at the little girl they had this kind of weird shimmering going on off of yeah. his mask but the way it looked, it looked really cool, and it just like it looked that much scarier because it kind of kept going in and out from uh, light to dark. I will agree with Rich. I don't know about the machete looking fake. It was the blood on the machete for me. Yeah, it was a little look, yeah, too, uh, little too jelly thick. Just Kaylee mm. coagulated. <laughs> oh my goodness! What's, What's up, up Kaylee? Mrs. Diaz. Um, did you like the premise? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Like, yeah, dude. We finally get zombie Jason, man. And that's what I'm all about. Yep. Was the climax satisfying? Yes, yeah. it oh, was. It was just as satisfying as the first time the girlfriend and I. Oh, anyway. Yeah, it was satisfying. That's was right. Funny. It was, man. Like, you got that whole, like, crazy firefight on the fucking lake. And it's a real scuffle. Like, it feels like a good end fight in comparison to any of the mm-hmm. other Friday 13th. Yes. Because it actually feels like a fight. Yes. Um, okay, so that leads to recycle, rewind, remake, reboot. I don't even know why I'm asking this question. Yeah, rewind, yeah, rewind, yeah the rewinds rewind forever. over and over again, buddy. Yeah. All right, so let's just rewind. Go. And if you want to reboot the series, reboot it after this. 
but make Jason look like part seven then. Tattered. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's been in the water. Fuck it. Yes. He's been in the water this entire time from fucking 86 until now. That'd be cool. That's a long ass time. All right, let's do the score. So we're going to rate this bitch. And Mr. Kane started us off with a 4.6. So, Mr. Amone, where do you go? 5.0. Okay. Straight up perfect five. Scoops. Same. Perfect five. Hey, Daddy. I'm going to go a little lower and go 4.75. 4.75. And I, I'm going to agree with Brody. I think it's a 4.6. All right. Okay. Goodbye, Dabbridge. Bye-bye. All right, get my handy-dandy notebook. That is a 4.79, which gives us a 4.8. 4.8. Look at that, Heather. Look at Heather. Heather. Yeah, buddy. That is an absolutely fucking fair score for this. Oh my god! Yes. Like, you know, and and anybody that has not seen Friday the Thirteenth, I, I mean, this is a good one. If you if you see any of them, watch this. This is the perfect Friday Thirteenth. If you're going to show anybody anything, this is a good starter. Even the sex scene isn't over. I, mean, I, say, I feel like this no is titties. even like as a you could watch it with a kid. I was gonna say right as for like little kids, I feel like this would be the one closest that you could. By the way, speaking of the sex scene, did you guys notice you can hear Court taking the condom off after he's done? Yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. I didn't see you, the subtitles for it. If you if, <laughs> if you just listen, all you hear is close it off. Yeah, you hear like a snap. <laughs> Only ten more minutes. He's over here like, yeah, fuck you. Oh, man. All right. So next episode, sir. Okay. So next episode is a fun one. And I got to say, I don't think I've seen it since it was in theaters. Maybe once after, but uh, we're watching Arachnophobia. Oh, oh holy shit. And I believe this is a Brody pick, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look. Hell yeah, dude. I actually have this on. Uh, yeah, I this is a Brody pick. Spiders. I, I love Arachnophobia. arachnophobia. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. I already got the fucking the heebie-jeebies. Tingly's. Yeah. yeah oh, fuck. Especially when that one little one goes on the counter and starts doing his little dance move. Dude, that movie <laughs> fucked me up so much. Like, I fuck. I, I, I don't have an issue with spiders, okay? Because I know they do a lot for the fucking ecosystem and shit. But. Yeah, but that end scene, bro. Anytime I see a spider around me, I'm like, ah, Black Widow. Ah! <laughs> Everything's a Black Widow to me until I realize it's not. I thought you were going to say everything's a tarantula, monstrous and big, until you look at it and go, it still is. That's fair. My biggest fear is to be either bit by a fucking black widow or a brown recluse. Like, that is my greatest fear. Dude, a buddy of mine. When I go to hell, it's just going to be fucking spiders biting me. No, no, a buddy of mine got bit by a brown recluse a couple years ago, and he kept showing pictures of it on Facebook, how bad it got. It was nasty. He had to go to the wound clinic and everything to get it all cleaned up. All that. I actually Ugh. think their their bites are a little worse than uh, black widows because you need a few bites from a black widow or multiple to really have it be fatal. I still don't want to get bit by a spider. Bite. I'm not saying you have to. They're I'm not going to give me spider powers. Right. No, but you're going to go. No, you're you're going to wish. Your, your hell is going to be like fucking Aragog from Harry Potter. <laughs> no, no that's Brody's hell. That is Brody's hell. Ah, that's Brody's life in Australia. <laughs> that is his <laughs> life. <laughs> Have you seen her Aragog lately, Brody? Tell us. How is she? Ah, oh, shit. Anyway, continue. All right, so we're going to get close to wrapping this up. But before we do, we're going to 
discuss a few things a little nerdy that we got that came out this week or happened or all that good shebang. Okay. Boys. So I think talk nerdy to me, baby. Okay, I think the first one we need to talk about is the one that ties directly to our movie, and that's the fact that they announced a couple days ago that uh, the Friday the 13th game that is out now will be delisted at the end of this year, which means you won't be able to buy it, you won't be able to download it, but if you have it, you'll still be able to play it at least until the end of 2024. So there are the servers getting completely shut down after the fact? Are you still going to be able to play online? After 2024, they might be. We don't know. There is an end for it. And it's only $5, and all of the DLC is like 99 cents mm-hmm. yeah. or some shit like that. The so only the only DLC you... I didn't get was all that whole emote pack, because I never gave a shit about that. Yeah, same. I, and when I saw that, I actually had an idea. If you guys have the game... We I should do. all jump on and play it just for shits and giggles. I do have and it. live stream yeah. us playing the game. Oh, that'd be fun. I, we could do that. Is there, uh, we'll have to get a couple. A of, we'll have to get a couple other people that we know. I don't. I can get Galloway in a minute, dude. Is it cross platform? I no. don't think. I only have it on Xbox. So. I've only got it on PS4. Damn. I do know one game that we do all have that is cross platform that we haven't really played. Evil Dead, yep. Ghostbusters, that we still have Both to do. Those. Evil Dead and Ghostbusters, yeah. I, I swear um, we're never all we're never all on Ghostbusters at the same time because we never had we're like when you guys would jump on, I was like, "Fuck, I'm doing something." Yeah, and vice versa. Okay, but there is a silver lining, and that's the fact that Harry Manfredini himself dropped that they are working on another Friday the Thirteenth game. He won't say exactly what it is, but that it's just going to be completely different from the uh, player versus player. Yeah, yep. and so it's not going to be a multiplayer online thing. What I'm hoping for is that it's going to be like the Quarry. See yes. that'd be fucking dope, right? Because I'm... there's so many possible outcomes of that game. Wow. It would work so well with a Friday the Thirteenth game. I would. That still, would be fucking I, dope. I, well for me. I would love that. I still would like also if we either, could play as Jason a little bit. I would know? say either that or I almost. I don't care if I play for Jason or not. I would. Rather no, no, no. Be... I don't want to play as Jason. Like, I'm almost thinking even almost like Outlast, maybe something along those lines. I don't know if you guys ever played Outlast or not. I, think I, I, I did. Oh, I oh, have. Yes. I did, but you couldn't. You couldn't fight back in those games. That was it's no. Just but how many people? Okay, oh, that, you can that's just Dead by Daylight too. Yeah, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping that Dead by Daylight does get Jason now as a downloadable character. That would be nice. But they just got Nicolas Cage. Do they really need? Jason? They got everybody. They have Leatherface. They have fucking Michael. My- I mean, they have everybody Ex- except for Jason. Except for Stranger Things, they lost that deal. Yes, they did. Yeah, they I had it. As a demogorgon, anyways. Yeah. Oh, they got rid of the Demogorgon? Yeah, whatever. Like, if you bought it before, you can still play it, but it's not available anymore. Word. All right. Uh, speaking of Ghostbusters, uh, Spirits Unleashed also announced a upcoming DLC coming out, and I believe in October yeah. it was announced. But we're going to be getting the fucking big bad himself, Sam Hain. Yeah. From real Ghostbusters. <clears throat> no idea of what the fuck's happening. All we know is we see a hand on the Ecto. I'm hoping not only it brings in a whole new extra story, story but a whole new gameplay style. Bring in a whole new gameplay, maybe a couple ghosts, maybe a couple ghosts versus Ghostbusters instead. I still think you do one where there's three ghosts versus four <laughs> Ghostbusters, and the three ghosts have to build a construct in order to make like a fucking destroyer. That would, would be, oh, that'd be fucking that'd be cool. Really cool, actually. I think it'd be, that'd be fucking real cool. I think it'd be super <clears throat> sweet. I do hope we get a story mode yes. for it. Um, 
I mean, the story mode that was in there was fine, but it wasn't, it wasn't a lot. It was very short. It was short short, though. Very short. And, and I want them to give us more, you know, DLC story mode for it, because I mean, this is a perfect game to fucking do it. You have so much from the cartoons that you could fucking give us and we would just eat it up. Give me a boogeyman. Give me a goddamn boogeyman story. So what I want to know is when, when the new movie drops, are they going to update the Acto from the Afterlife Acto in there to the new, uh, quote unquote, Firehouse Acto? They haven't. I hope so. I like but that. Registry. That would be a. That wouldn't be a very hard to change. No, not at all. But I, it's so funny, dude, because I've seen so many ghost people, Ghostbuster motherfuckers, just bitching about like how they hate the new stripes on it and stuff. And I'm like, hey, I don't know if any of y'all played fucking Burnout Paradise. But they had a DLC where you can get the Ecto one. It was it wasn't the official Ecto one, but it was the Ecto one in Burnout Paradise, and that's what they had it made. It had these like solid stripes that went from the fins all the way to the front end, and it looked fucking badass. And I'm kind of happy they're going with this. Two, marketing. They're doing this so you can sell a different version of the Ecto. It's mm-hmm. the easiest fuck. Like you've already sold numerous ones of the Ecto one. And then you have the Ecto-1A. And then there's like the five people that are like the 2016 one. And then you have the afterlife rusted out the fuck with the ladder on the other side. You have different variants of each. So now from the afterlife to that, it's cleaned up. Add some more. I'm thinking they give it racing stripes because of what's his name is all in. You know what I mean? He's in the cars. And shit, yeah. So. Well, you know, speaking of Ecto, uh, just re- real quick. Um, I always hated, though, especially as these movies now went on. They always gave the Ecto-1A a little, I feel, I feel, a little disrespect because they always like to go back to the original. I'm like, yo, Ecto-1A, man, just, it, it had it. They used Because it, it had too the, much they, shit on the roof rack, dude. It was too it heavy. Well, no, <laughs> Bob, see, what is that, Bobby? What is that shit going in front of your camera? Yeah, is that my, a poltergeist? No, my cat. It's the cat. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I thought it was like an ecto I was wondering if it was a cat. I'm like, um, what the fuck? But, like, see, what I'm getting at is, like, the the first Ghostbusters game we got had the original Ecto, but it had still some Ghostbusters 2 detail. I like that they kept some detail to indicate, yes, this is still the same car. It's now a good combination, you know? I think I think it was a uh it's a catch it's a hindsight kind of thing, and they were just like, dude, that that car was too cluttered. There's way too much shit going on on that one. We gotta well, detail that down a little bit. Because I will say I mean I love the Ecto one, the original I Ecto one A, I don't know, man. That one See, has I still go car. based off dude that they're two different cars. Like I think Ecto one A, I, I could be wrong. They never explain it. But this is true. They know, yeah, they never do. I don't know. But anyway, uh, uh, do we know on. anything about the frozen ghost whistle? I'm something I'm I'm gonna say it's something to do with hell freezing over. Quite hopefully. Other than that, no. And they've been very tight lipped on it. Which I'm glad I, they are. Yeah, yes, no, so that's fantastic. Because I. I want a new villain. I don't want anybody fucking rehashed again. Mm-hmm. We've already did it once. We don't it, need it. It worked well enough, but let's go new. It, yes. It's time to progress. Well, like I said, there's so many fucking ghosts and shit from the cartoons that they could bring to oh, live yeah, action. Is it, even from fucking Ghostbusters Extreme, bro. Like, dude, you could bring back, you could bring essentially hell, you could bring right. essentially Hellraiser in because they have the extreme Ghostbusters Just, Hellraiser yeah, those, in, dude. Yeah, those fucking centipedes. That episode yeah. was fucked, man. If anybody remembers, oh, yeah, that. it was. Fucked, like, there's bro. actually people yeah. that die in that episode, and like, nobody, ever, it's like, no, man, 
Those ghosts literally They're murder dead. motherfuckers, yeah, dude. <laughs> they don't give a shit. I've never watched uh, Extreme Ghostbusters. Dude, it, was, it, had, it, it had that it's weird... It's on Tubi, I think. Uh, that, and I think it's also on YouTube. You can watch them. Um, yeah. It had that 1997 Godzilla Men in Black kind of art style, but also that theme of, like, sometimes there was some shit that was really dark in it. You're like, damn, dude. Fucking it's solid. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That fucking Godzilla cartoon from the 90s is pretty badass. Yeah, dude. It was awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot better than fucking Godzuki. Um, <laughs> also, like Jordan said, tomorrow is Jason's birthday. Yes, it so is. how fitting right. that we reviewed this today. So, yeah. Um, let's see. What else we got? Oh, new uh, MK1 gameplay trailer, which was fantastic. Mm. And your boy, Big Johnny D, probably watched that way too many fucking times. I'm going to say <laughs> at least a solid 10 times the first day. I have not watched it yet, so I will led watch. to full pre-order to which led be teasing my friend and then he pre-ordered it and i was like fuck yeah um yeah dude it looks fantastic yeah, i know some people don't think it looks polished i don't know what the fuck you're talking about i think it looks fantastic i'm digging the more like <sighs> real, real world say. setting yeah yeah i was getting because like right like just so Kenshi and that Kenshi and Johnny Cage fight in Johnny Cage's fucking apartment. I, I, okay. What I, I only watched the trailer amazing. once, but is Kenshi not blind in this? I don't think he is. Okay. Then I didn't miss that. I don't think he is, but he's still got the same fucking like crazy psychic powers or telekinetic powers. But I'm happy that Cage is a main fucking fighter because that definitely like I was a little nervous that he was going to be just cameo only. And so that I feel like and I, I don't want to say it solidifies it. <laughs> and this is like movie arrogant Johnny Cage, too. Yes. OG, like, oh, dude, I'm so happy and I'm so ready. Is he being voiced by Van Damme? So, yes and no. So they reprised skin? The voice. They reprised the voice actor from um, X and Eleven for Cage again, which that dude's fucking fantastic. And I forget his name at the time being. But. For the Van Damme skin, they had Van Damme voice all the the Johnny Cage lines. Nice. Oh, so it's like yeah, they, like, cool. it's like oh, they did God. with uh, the Green Arrow in um, Injustice. Well, I was going to say it's also like they did with Lynn and Ashby in Johnny Cage and MK11. That's right. that's right. Because that's my favorite Cage skin, dude. Because I'm like, bro, it's Lynn and fucking Ashby, dude. That's the only thing that sucked about 11 is you had fucking him. You had Sonya. You had Shang Tsung and Raiden. But God damn it, they never gave us Robin Shaw. And I'm like, give me fucking Robin Shaw as Luke Kang. God damn it. It would just be the ultimate. But they did say there's one more celebrity person that's coming in to play somebody in this game. But they haven't announced it. I fucking hope to God it would be that. But I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see Either that. way, man. I'm September is going to be fucking... Yeah. I can't fucking... Dude, I've been playing... So if I'm on my Xbox, I'm like, all right, playing 11 here. But then anytime I got to go upstairs and do like family bullshit, I'm like, all right, I'm on 11 on my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Like I said, I've never played that Mortal Kombat, but, you this, it on both but this is the dude. game that I will be buying. Probably going to do it again with this one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I might wait a little bit to get the Switch version, though. But uh, is there anything else nerdy before we close this bitch up? We're at two and three, so. Uh, I do just have one thing. They did change the title of Captain America New World Order to Brave New World. Yes, they did. Mm. Yes. Don't know why. 
but they did. Oh, and the Fury series is going to be a series, Secret Invasion. I thought it was going to oh, be a yes. movie. You can watch. Oh, no, no, you I can watch the first. Oh. You can watch the first five minutes online if you figure out the the secret code. I just assume wait for this series to drop. It comes out like what in a couple of weeks, doesn't it? Yeah, in July, I think. So, yeah. Yep. So that'll be cool. Sam Jackson. Oh, and own. they dropped the trailer for a new Star Wars game. Yeah, Ooh, they did. What was I that? Didn't, I didn't see that. Bossman no. dropped that. He yeah, that, that, female that was protagonist, right? Yeah, that was really a fucking good. smuggler or something. That looked yeah. really good. Hot no, to go Je- watch no Jedi shit. Yeah, so it'll be nice to play something other than a Jedi for once. Yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. Nice. And then uh, also, if you are Dune fans, Microsoft Flight Simulator will all be getting the update to where you can fly over the planet from Dune. And I still need to watch that. I still haven't. I need to as well, but my instant thought was, I was like, man, that's going to be a lot of sand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to look fucking beautiful, though. Dude, back in the old days of like the Sega Genesis, there was this great game called Dune Battle for Arrakis. It was, a big, it was like a farming simulator, basically. And those oh. fucking sandworms were a bitch because you'd take your spice harvester out and you'd load it up and the spice harvester would come back and this fucking sandworm would just come up from out of nowhere and swallow the goddamn thing. You're like, motherfucker. That's awesome. But, alrighty, homies, I think uh yeah, that I time? Got, yep, yeah. I got nothing. Let's do it. Alright, Bobby, start us off, homie. This is your killing machine, Bobby Monsi, and see you next week for Arachnophobia. This is your host with the ghost, Prince of the Paranormal, the Duke of the Dead, Lord Scubacabra, saying, join me this Friday for the second part of Somewhat Supernatural's Exorcisms episode. Oh, nice. Ooh, and this is your dark lord of knowledge, your chat daddy, saying, come back next week, where we see the arachnids, and they have eight legs, and they just want to give you a great big old hug. Hmm. On your throat and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm your Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D, saying adios, Gorehounds. Thank you once again for joining us for another fantastic episode. Share, if you're it. Ever, share it everywhere. Share it if you can. Share it uh, Either the video or the audio when it drops. And uh, last but not least, to all the daddies out there, happy Father's Day, homies. Well, happy, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, guys. That's right. Adios, cheese bags. Stay fresh. Yeah. Spider Day.